I gotta play. It's a guy that we both like. There's one that sold for 61 on April 27. Damn, free shipping. Hell yeah, man. It's not the obvious guys that win you your league. Oh, I'm on the clock. Oh, no, I got auto-picked. No. Oh, there's one. Oh, you missed your pick. People start going way off the board here. That's a steal, baby. I was clicking the button. This is all messed up now. How'd we get so many auto picks? Two, one. Nailed it. Nailed it, Steve. The eBay hitman, myself, Andy, back on the football card quest. Here to talk about week two, we've got plays for you guys. We've got utilization takeaways heading into week two. We've got the injury report. This is big. The injury report is long, but it could be a lot, 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 lot longer. There's a lot of optimism in the NFL right now. A lot of really good players. And Steve, my man, the eBay hitman right here, dude, I think you're walking away from week one a winner, even though your your Bears lost. Talk to me, brother. Uh, there was a lot of guys that I was talking about fading, but not forgetting about uh, during our best ball drafting. And a lot of that did kind of come to fruition. I did say that I was not too high on Kelsey. I did fear some kind of injury happening this year. And look at that happened right before week one. And, and... I think everyone already knows about Aaron Rodgers. You watched the game or you heard about it for sure. But I was advising to maybe take somebody else in the first round and skip on Garrett Wilson this time around. You can't always predict where these thoughts in your head come from, Andy. Just revel in the fact that they are, in fact, correct. So I was able to check my uh, best ball out of 125 drafts. I'm sub 2% Garrett Wilson. So high five. Nice, nice. And uh, in terms of football cards, did you make any nice Garrett Wilson sales over the weekend, or did you have a big win? Um, no, I actually don't have a lot of Garrett Wilson stuff, to be honest with you. Uh, but I did see a couple guys go off that I'm that I'm pretty excited about. You know, Sam Howell did look – if you didn't watch the game, you'd think Sam Howell had an outstanding game. But it did look a bit messy. But on the stat sheet, it looked all right. So if you're looking at him from a fantasy perspective, he's still – Still a buy um, or a hold. But keep in mind, this is his second professional game. And I've seen some outlandish things happen, Andy, in both our league and other home leagues I'm in as far as waiver wire ads and drops, um, including Dak Prescott being dropped for Jordan Love in one league. Yeah. Very interesting. That is the ultimate knee jerk. So in case you're wondering, don't do that. No, you, are you, uh, you You think Dak Prescott's going to score more fantasy points for the rest of this year? Yeah, they, they won't be blowing people out 40 to zero on a weekly basis. So there's going to be teams that can hang with them. And even the Giants, if they had another go at it, that, that wouldn't happen again. They played them last year. And these teams are both still very similar to what they were last year. And that was not the outcome that happened. If you look at the messy week one that was injuries and a lot of low scoring games, I think the shortened preseason, I think the lack of preseason reps had a lot to do with that, especially in Burrow's case. So, yeah, I, I expect weeks two, weeks three, et cetera, to kind of normalize. But what a mess. What a mess week one was. What a mess. Yeah, and, and especially you can't afford whenever, – whenever teams or offenses are already rusty 
you know, and coaches are kind of rusty in, in adjusting to what the defense is giving them and, and making those adjustments and instructing their team to make those adjustments. You don't need a guy that's out there on the field literally not doing anything. Like, are the Chicago Bears going to drop Chase Claypool? Is he cut from the team yet? That was the most disgusting performance oh, I've ever seen. I've been – I was honestly not even happy about the trade when they got him, but I said, you know what? I'll give him a shot. Let's see. Let's at least give him an opportunity. And, man, I was right in my initial feeling. He's just not – it's like he doesn't care. I don't know. I, I've never seen a guy go out there and just not care. That's that's the vibe I'm getting. Um, it's, just, it's just not there. And they're already talking about deactivating him this upcoming weekend. Yeah, I, I saw that. I think they should demote him to the practice squad. Uh, I think that's going to be great. We we saw some pretty interesting stuff from Darnell Mooney. DJ Moore clearly frustrated because he wasn't being utilized. I looked at Justin Fields' average distance of target or his um, average yards per attempt, Steve. It was a poultry, like just pulled, like I, I wrote it down somewhere. It's like five yard, 5.8 yards per attempt. Like what? Now he did throw the ball for 37 times. So that is a big upgrade from the games last year when you yeah. only saw him throw for 15 to 20 times. So we're, we're getting there. I, I looked at, I looked at that game as, you know, I think the expectations were set a little bit too high for you guys. It doesn't help that Chase Claypool is just a, a just a complete joke of an NFL player these days. Um, but, and he, and he was just wasting space on the field, like literally put anybody else out there instead of him he wasn't even trying to block or anything you guys go look at that it was wild um but uh yeah i, I saw some things that i liked to, from from the bears and i'm i'm buying the dip on fields now steve jordan love versus dak prescott i i i like jordan love's arm man it looked good and he didn't even have christian watson he didn't even have his best playmaker he didn't have aaron jones who is dealing with a hamstring Looks like Aaron Jones is going to be out for two to three weeks, uh, a pretty significant hamstring. Uh, but, Steve, uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence because I see Jordan Love, is driving, at least in sports cards, he drives a lot of fear of missing out. He, he's so much younger. He's got the Green Bay Packers backing. So people are giving him the benefit of the doubt of becoming – you know, a next great Green Bay Packers quarterback. And uh, I could see him going up some more uh, whenever I compare what his current card prices are, uh, like to Jalen Hurts. Justin Herbert, Steve, has tanked the most and comparing him to that draft class. I think uh, there's definitely room to grow uh, still there for love. But I think as a long-term thing, I mean, you shouldn't be in fantasy. Let's go fantasy, first of all. Fantasy is different than cards in certain aspects. Dak is a, you know, seasoned vet at this point where he does have some room to grow on his cards because of a couple of years of uh, playoff and Super Bowl letdowns, whereas, you know, Jordan Love's basically just getting a fresh start. So there is definitely a difference. But uh, for fantasy purposes, I think to cut a guy that early for a guy that had one good game is just not smart. I'm not saying Jordan Love won't have a decent season, but – that uh, Dallas offense is elite, and I think the Packers offense is above average in, in comparison. So NFL week two are the Packers. Okay, the Packers are going to the Falcons this week in Atlanta. We got to see 
on display, Bijan Robinson, which was wonderful. Now, daggone it, Steve, you and Carter were both right all offseason about don't forget about Tyler Algier. Here he comes. He gets more <laughs> carries in the run game. He gets two touchdowns, and Bijan was used more like Cordell Patterson than, than he was, you know, a bell cow, which, okay, let's see how that progresses because the opportunities Bijan did get were electric. I mean, it's 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 incredible, and it's like, why not give this ball to this guy every time? But then Arthur Smith's like, hey, I, I, I want to run it 40 to 50 times a game because I don't trust Desmond Ritter, and my defense is solid, so we're just going to run the crap out of the ball with these guys and and control the clock and score points and win games that way. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think that a lot of people forget that, you know, there was a thing like a two-headed running system uh, before the bell house, uh, bell, house, bell cow running back thing became, uh, you know, was great. Then they the, the two running back system has been evolving for a while. It seems like it may be the new norm. And these guys can both play, especially in a team that just insists on running almost every down. I mean, what did Ritter have, 15 pass attempts in the whole game? I mean, that – that's that's super low. So you got a guy that has a nose for the end zone like Tyler Algier. You could have got him in the 14th, 15th, 16th round in best ball. And I guarantee that if you have him on some of your teams, he was probably the high scorer at one of your running back positions. Drake London has zero total goose egg. 90% uh, opportunity share in the receiving game, but he only got one target that – with zero yards. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I honestly, I don't, I can't recommend anybody buy him. And he was being drafted at the same part in the draft where you could get guys like Michael Pittman Jr. Um, I mean, you could, <laughs> there's a lot of guys you could got in that, that fifth round type of range, right. Where, where Drake London was taken and the same thing could be go, could be said about his cards, you know, there's a healthy print run for 2022 rookie autos right now. That is the highest sold uh, card. And when you look at rookie autographs for the past four years of past four draft classes, that's the highest, uh, that's the highest available listings. That's the highest uh, sold listings because of the release schedule and everything and, and the print runs on all those new cards. So Steve, I, I don't know if I could, if, if I'm going to see, a spike out of Drake London this year. Looks like Kyle Pitts is the wide receiver one. And and this game with the Packers this weekend, I, I don't see that happening. Well, I think what it comes down to is it's going to be all matchups. If you look at what he did the last four or five games of the season last year, that's basically what people are justifying his draft position on, which is a small sample size. But the games that they're going to be playing even on, the, the script is going to be run, run, run. There's going to come games where they are not ahead or near, you know, even near in the game and will have to throw the ball. It's inevitable that they're going to have to throw the ball. So I wouldn't give up on them yet. Again, it's week one. Don't, don't do the ultimate knee jerk thing and make some insane, uh, you know, sell or uh, trade or drop moves just quite yet. But, but obviously be conscious of, this outcome and keep it in the back of your mind for next week and the week after. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to try and take your advice, Steve. I know a lot of guys in the chat have taken your advice. So let's say uh, what's up to the guys in the chat. We got Chad out here 
He says he's only investing in players who have natural grass uh, home fields. Got to stand up. Yeah, standing up with the NFLPA and George Kittle and all the other players who claim that artificial turf is causing more uh, injuries and, and harder on the joints than real grass. And the NFL is pushing back saying, hey, we're going to let the scientists tell us what the data says. And they keep coming back saying there's no difference in injury rates. I don't know, man. I think you should do what the players want, me personally. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I'm not quite sure why the league really cares. I mean, it, the guys sitting at a desk aren't uh, out there playing the game. So I don't I don't really understand why they why they care. If the player feels safer on natural grass, I don't see why why they won't just allow that. That's right. And speaking of sitting at a desk, Derek's like, since uh, you're sitting at a desk all day long, Andy, why are why aren't we getting any notification for the weekly stream? And we switch nights. He's just all out of sorts. Well, I posted it up in the Discord 30 minutes ago. I was I did uh, set the stream up late. I don't always uh, forget or, or <laughs> the exact. I don't always remember. To make my pick, as you know, uh, I'm I'm pretty good, but sometimes I miss it. So I'm glad you were able to make it, Derek. I'm I'm glad you were able to make it, and you did not break your phone. We're glad to have you here. We got Messiah. It's a party, guys. Gabriel Cruz, Colvu in the house. We got Gabriel Cruz said, uh, "Awesome, Gabe, you just joined. Awesome, man. Well, welcome to the Cascade uh, Quest, Gabriel. Uh, yeah, if I." The, the messages on Patreon have been acting up today, so uh, I will send you a DM through Discord if you haven't messaged me, message me already, um, and we will we will definitely help you out, brother. We'll help you out. Uh, I, wanted a, I wanted to hit one of the questions real quick since you mentioned Messiah. He said, should we sell Najee for fantasy purposes? I mean, I don't know if there was a team that was as good as Dallas week one, but the Niners were pretty close. You got to know how good that defense is. And when you're down by that much, the running game is kind of a forgotten aspect of the play calling. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell yet. And, and in most of their games are going to be in, you know, playing within the seven point uh, spread in my opinion. So I, I wouldn't dump them now. You'd be kind of selling short. Yeah, I think you have to. I think you have to hold him right now because that was just the worst game to try and try and sell off of. I mean, there's nothing you could do but hold. Hope they don't sign a Derrick Henry because I've been seeing those rumors swirl at the Titans tank. Why would you not trade off uh, Derrick Henry? Maybe they could potentially get an early first round pick for him next year. That would be way great. You know, let's do it. Uh, and and that could be where he goes to the Steelers. I've seen him linked there. But we'll see how the Steelers do. I think you you got to wait. If you look at the uh, week two, Steve, right here, the Steelers are playing Monday night football. Double header this week on Monday night football. Once again, they're playing at home. They get the Browns. It's not really much easier of a matchup, to be honest with you, Steve. The Browns looked really good against Joe Burrow and the Bengals last week. Grant Delpit, I actually just bought one of his silver prism rookie autos last night because i sniped an auction it was so cheap uh he had a couple picks and, and uh forced turnovers against joe burrow last week i mean denzel ward miles garrett wreaked havoc on joe burrow i mean he's making an early candidate uh like like tj watt and kind of up there aaron donald you know defensive player of the year so yeah i look at the browns as as a <laughs> really formidable defense kind of like the 49ers this is not a good matchup for the steelers once again 
And uh, yeah, I mean, look at what the 49ers run game run game did to him. Now you're going to face Nick Chubb, that elite Browns offensive line. They got some good weapons there. And then the defense, uh, I, once again, I'm going with the Browns here to start off two and O. And I look at Deshaun Watson as a push last week in card values because he really did not excel at all. Uh, he did just enough, but it, I mean, we could be looking at a slow um, appreciation of Deshaun Watson cards, especially if they go 3-0. and Or do you think it makes sense just to target some skill position guys there? You know, one of the things we want to talk about tonight is utilization. And I look at the utilization of Elijah Moore. Uh, very good. Uh, Elijah Moore usage was very good. Yeah, and, and speaking of that, I mentioned guys that got uh, dropped in, in some of my home leagues. And one of my home leagues, he got dropped, and I will be picking him up, or at least trying to pick him up. He's a guy that they will be using in both the pass and the run game, and he's is their number two option in the passing game. So that's no reason not to own that guy. He may not be your wide receiver one, but he might be your two or your three easily and uh, pretty safe to start on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, yeah, man, it's very safe. He, he could actually emerge as Deshaun Watson's favorite target. There's nothing that that could say because he's more versatile than a guy like Amari Cooper. He could actually uh, Elijah Moore could become a wide receiver one. We've seen him do it in with the Jets in his rookie year. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of buy low in him right now. Even the cards, it's hard to target him. Like we're so close to the game this weekend against the Steelers. I want to target him on SteelOMC.com. But the inventory uh, that I want to target him at is just not at a not at a great price on COMC.com. So then I go to eBay and I could find great prices, but now I, I have to wait and I won't be able to potentially flip him during the game this weekend, you know, or, or right after the game from the performance this weekend. One thing to take away from that game, not just for the Browns, but the Bengals as well, is, you know, we know weather has a big impact, and clearly it had a pretty big impact on that game too. So I think that other than utilization, you can't take a lot away from that game. You could say, hey, I'm dumping, I'm getting rid of T. Higgins, I'm selling high on T. Higgins, he got a zero. Or you can look at it and say T. Higgins got eight targets, right? So you can't, that that is the more important number there. So, you know, you're going to have A, week one, B, bad weather, See, Burrow had no reps in the preseason, basically. So it's a really bad combo to start off with. But going back to Moore, he was rumored the favorite target of Deshaun Watson in the preseason and in camp. So you're definitely onto something there. And I definitely think that it's plenty of volume there after Amari Cooper. So you see these two uh, cards right here, uh, these bronze-rated rookie from Donruss with the sticker auto. They're, they're, they start on here at $20, 20 and 43 But what do you think you could snipe this card for on eBay? And I ask you this because I sniped one of these on eBay on Monday, and I'm curious to, to, to see what you think I got it for. Uh, I'd say you got it for $14. <laughs> close close man yeah. i actually got it for eight dollars <laughs> nice yeah nice, nice yeah if you look at actually you could probably pull it up if you look at his ebay sales it's not like when you're looking at a guy that's been established for a while where the prices are similar like if you pulled up that card of justin jefferson for example 
or T or uh, T Higgins or, you know, any of the other established receivers that are two, three years into the game, I think you wouldn't see too much of a fluctuation in the auction prices. But if you looked at, at his, for example, uh, I think that there is more of a, a variance from auction to auction because there's people that are sold on him and still people that aren't. Yeah, oh, that's the thing. Our the, the goal of our show tonight is not to target the guy that had all the productions this, this past week. We're, we're trying to find the guys that had high utilization. So I see we got a, a, a good argument going in the, in the chat already between Messiah and Derek. Uh, don't, don't be afraid guys. These guys don't bite, you know, they just, just <laughs> like to, to bust your balls a little bit. Uh, so feel free to hop in the chat. Um, but this is, this is why we're targeting Elijah Moore. He had 87% route participation and a 27% target share. Not, not to mention he had 7% of the rush attempts. That is, <laughs> that is a high utilization that, that's, you know, that's going to be converted sooner rather than later into a solid output, if not even a great output that can really generate a lot of uh, demand. And, um, you know, we see this in guys like uh, Brandon Ayuk from this past week. And Steve, that was wonderful to see. We're, um, and, and just in a minute, we're going to go through real quickly through the, uh, the injury report because I think there's definitely some interesting takeaways here, Steve, heading into week two. But are there any other uh, big takeaways for you from week one that uh, we didn't touch on uh, that you wanted to bring up before I move on? Uh, you mentioned the Bears earlier. I mean, the play calling, man. The play calling is it's lateral. I mean, all almost all the play calling was, you said it yourself, five yards per pass attempt on average. I mean, screens and dump-offs and all these other nonsense things. I mean, those are great when they're mixed in with other plays, Andy. But when you throw to DJ Moore twice in the first drive successfully and then don't throw to him the rest of the game, that is not a winning strategy. So you just can't do it. I mean, pass attempts, great. Like uh, plus pass attempts, like that they were favorable. I think I give them an F in that category. I mean, you got to throw downfield. They don't all have to be downfield, but if you're just throwing laterally all game, it's easy to pick up on. It's easy to, you know, blitz, cheat to one side, yada, yada, yada. So uh, I am not too excited about what, what's happening with them going down to Tampa now. <laughs> Yeah, and and our defense looked pretty uh, pretty solid week one. Now we are dealing with a couple injuries already. Uh, I have not got a an update on Levante David. He went down for a period in this game. From what I'm seeing, like he's okay, but it's kind of unknown, uh, which really would concern me if he is out because he's a future Hall of Fame linebacker. He's just so solid in our in our coverage. I mean, he's critical component of our defense. So. But if you look at Carlton Davis III, which he finds the injury report often, uh, he's banged up. Um, our rookie slot corner uh, is Ian. He is um, he didn't practice today. And then our other rookie defensive lineman, Kalisa Chancy, Cancy did not practice today either. So both those guys as rookies looks like they're going to miss this week. That'll be a little bit easier for you guys. But um, yeah, it's, it should be a good matchup. Was, uh... David practiced, I believe. I thought I read that this morning. Damn, boom. Oh, thank God. No, that's that's good, man. I just I, – I, yeah, I didn't see that. Uh, so that, that'll make it a little bit easier on the Bears. 
but our offense is fully healthy, man. Baker Mayfield uh, found a way to get it done. It wasn't like, uh, you know, a stellar performance, but it, it was solid in week one. So I'm interested to see how we can grow in week two. And obviously, I think this is going to be a little bit easier matchup. The, the Vikings defense did kind of look as promised. So I'm interested to see what a better defense looks like. And I don't know that your defense is it, Steve. Your pressure rate on defense was not good. So, uh, you know, that if, if the pressure rate's not good, that's good for Baker Mayfield. We don't want Baker Mayfield getting a lot of pressure. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, the, no, this is going to be a really interesting game between the Bucks and the Bears. I think it has some shootout potential, uh, or it could just go grossly under, like like a lot of week one games. But, um, but yeah, so I, I digress, Steve. I, I want to, what I want to talk about is the Ravens at the Bengals. Uh, Sunday at one o'clock Ravens at the Bengals. There's quite a few members of the Ravens offensive line that are now injured that are out. Plus you had JK Dobbins tears Achilles. He's out. Uh, Mark Andrews is back this week. Mark, Mark Andrews is back. So Ravens going up against the Bengals. Do you think this is a bounce back spot for Joe Burrow? Naturally. Yeah. We're not going to fire sell Burrow cards, Lamar cards from one, uh, subpar week uh, or bad week and uh, probably a lot of these guys if they're rookies you see any opportunities here Ravens versus Bengals you know it would seem like quite a bounce back but if you remember Burrow torched them for over 500 yards last year so I think this will be one to watch for sure they're not going to be happy with how things went week one and I'd be more than willing to bet that they're going to do whatever it takes to uh regain their fans' faith in them. I wonder if we could, if there's a market for Jamar Chase on COMC. I'm, I'm guessing that Joe Burrow's cards are really expensive and Jamar Chase cards, I'm sure, are. But with that 2021 supply, I wonder if there's... I mean, look, you've got a 110 NFL debut mosaic for jamar chase starting at 90 cents like I, wow. I wouldn't even would you even bother your time looking at those probably not yeah i mean and then his autograph the uh the spread in price was was pretty small like if they were 90 cents to like a dollar 50 you could arguably buy them all and flip them up to two bucks like that's not terrible but <laughs> control you know, the entire market but that I'm nfl trying. debut base mosaic is just <laughs> And that is the redheaded stepchild card of the, of the hobby. You know, it's, uh, unfortunately for it. You know what's funny about that strategy, Andy? I, I wasn't able to do it with like a large, large number, but this is going back to the beginning of last season. I brought bought the uh, blue press proof Donruss DJ Moore rookies. Uh, I bought about five of them, so I kind of bought the board out and then uh, relisted them. I think I got them for like a buck and a quarter each. Put them up for like six to eight bucks. And obviously, once he signed with the Bears, that was a done deal. Those all moved. So there's definitely good, good utilization on ComC. You can find a lot of opportunities to get in because there's a lot of people that have, you know, four or five of the same card. They're just looking to move on and get into something else. I, I just don't see any opportunities in Jamar Chase on here. What I do like about ComC is you can just type in Jamar Chase and then come and, and click the rookie card filter or attributes 
uh, column right there. And then you can also check mark serial numbered or autographed and, and filter between those. But look, th only three rookie autos on here and 59 serial numbered uh, with if, if you don't filter any of you got 283 different rookie cards. It's it's and the cheapest serial number ones are all from, you know, the lower end sets that people just don't chase. There, there's just very little demand for uh, college, you know, the college uniform stuff um after their rookie year their second year and you know, that product just totally gets swept under the rug you know it's in oh there's a lot wow, the chronicles with 399 is for 10 bucks yeah i mean there's the thing is is that a player that good with demand that high you if you looked at justin jefferson's of the same chronicles with the serial number or the don Rossi leads uh, you're going to get a pretty respectable price out of those two just because those are like the, the chase players, if you will, you know, T Higgins hasn't quite reached that level yet, but if you look at mid to high end T Higgins stuff, it's, it's pretty damn expensive. Now his low end stuff is, as you can see, pretty much giveaway, but the, uh, the mid to high level stuff is very expensive. Yeah. So let's filter down to the rookie autos here for T Higgins and see what we can find like that bronze that that we found for elijah moore on here for 20 we got the cheapest 50 remember i was able to get that for eight dollars for elijah moore so i want to here let me see something because i want to I, I sniped a t higgins this week as well steve and okay. uh we, we we sniped quite a few cards on on monday uh taps and i helping out the guys in the discord in our premium membership i mean we dug down into the weeds of of hundreds of active auctions because there's a lot of them and we uh we talked immediate uh player takes and, and help the guys find specific listings to that that would maximize their profit and there were some that nobody wanted in on so i sniped them steve and so i'm going to pull up this t higgins on comc to look at what the um what the market is like it was a it was a mosaic. Oh, the, that's all they have here for mosaic. Oh, I got. I'm on. Okay, I got to get off the autograph. Oh, there you go. So I okay. believe the mosaic disco is from No Huddle, right? It's it's the first off the line. The uh, yeah, the No Huddle. It, yeah, so they, they don't even have there? it on here. So check check this out. It's not even it's not even listed on COMC. And let's see if you include sold out items. There, yeah, it's okay. it's this card right here yeah, that's sold out. Yeah. And it had one uh one sold at 34.53 on 26 2022. That's a raw card, right? Yeah. Wow. I I I sniped this card in PSA 10 condition, Steve. Guess how much? No huddle. And I will be, you guys know I record mail days every Friday. So you guys will no, see I, the actual I, screenshots. I in the think cards. I might know because I think I might have. Did you post it on the Discord earlier? I think I might have seen uh, it. This was, this was on Monday. So I think I may have uh, caught the very end of it where you were showing that. So I, I might know the answer. I think it was 30 bucks though. Yes, yes, it was thirty dollars. Am, am I am I am I winning? Am I doing okay? 
that's no, that's solid, man. That's that's a great card. And uh, yeah. you couldn't you couldn't have picked a better time with, you know, people being a little down on them. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's that's what we're trying to target. So that's a part of the reason why. And I'll, I'll just go ahead and shout these guys out, man, because they do a great job, man. Uh, this guy's a hardworking dude. He's actually moved his way up in the fantasy world, uh, Dwayne McFarland. And he now works for Matthew Barry's company at The Fantasy Life. And he puts out this article every week um, of the, the utilization report. This is a free article. You guys should definitely check it out. I don't have any affiliations or anything. I just think it's a great product. Um, and he basically will go through and, and show you guys. So, for example, the data on Nico Collins continues to stack up. So whenever he looks at the utilization for Nico Collins, you can see how often he's being utilized. He is their, their wide receiver one now. He led the Texans in targets, air yards, and didn't finish too bad this, this week, Steve. I know you've been bullish on Nico Collins going back to the offseason, and uh, he is like seriously establishing himself. And then also, I looked at the Texans' uh, injury report, and if I remember uh, correctly, who is um, – one of the uh, uh, help me out, Steve. Tank Dell, Tank Dell is Tank fine. Dell. Oh, Noah Brown, Noah Brown, their their other wide receiver. He was out there in all two and wide, three wide receiver sets. He's he's out. He's on IR. Oh, uh, he's already on IR. Okay. Yeah, it was a groin injury. He got put on IR, so that's a minimum of four weeks. Uh, Noah Brown is out for a minimum of four weeks. That's even more targets to our boy Nico Collins and potentially the rookie Nathaniel Dell. You know what's wild is there might not be a guy that we've been banging the drum for longer than Nico, and he just just needed someone to throw him the ball this whole time. Yeah, Noah Brown got uh, Noah Brown got a carry this past week. Eleven and, targets, Andy. Look at that. And he got four targets. And look, they're throwing the ball a lot. We know there's going to be quite a few negative game scripts. Um, but throwing the ball 44 times is very promising and not too bad for, for one of the, you know, the few, pl uh, uh, players rookie period that didn't have an interception, you know, <laughs> let alone, uh, you know, he did have one lost fumble, but overall pretty solid. And now Nico Collins steps up even more. I think this is a guy we could probably still buy into this week, Steve, even though I'm sure some more people are on him. Wouldn't you imagine? I, I still think if if we go and compare Nico Collins to Elijah Moore and look at some of these other guys in, in this draft class, I think we could probably still get him for very cheap. Yeah, I sent you a, a couple of examples. I sent you one the other night that was a uh, – it was an optic or rookie ticket auto out of like – 10 or 13 PSA 10 that went for like 130, which seems like a lot, but realistically a skill position guy. That's a number one on his team. And that it's a rookie card of, and that he's still really young. You know, if you put that same card of a T Higgins, even, you know, you're talking about like, I would think four or 500 plus. So tons of room to grow on a card like that. And, uh, you know, you can still, I don't know about this week, but last week you could still find Nico base rookie tickets for under 10 bucks. Yeah, I'm looking at COMC. I think there's an opportunity here. You got 10 base rookie ticket autos starting at $12. And they go, they kind of go up kind of slow. 
but uh, I mean, th those are okay. But there's kind of like I'm like, wow, there's quite a few of those there. Um, look at, and then look you at look the at this difference. Look at the price difference in the Donruss auto that you just showed the Elijah Moore of, and that one clearly. You know the what bronze. I mean? Oh, 925 compared to what 20 30 bucks. Yeah, compared to $20, $30, you know, this is about the floor. If I was able to snipe the Elijah Moore on eBay auction, you probably could get a Nico uh, out the door. So the, the Elijah Moore I did uh, I did get uh, for $8, did come with $5 shipping, but I want <coughs> another item. Uh, wait till you see this this other item. It's a Kenneth Gamewell, and, and I talked about him, but I'll talk about him again, 78% opportunity share. Uh, this past week now he did miss he had he did not practice monday tuesday or today with a rib injury but it's not serious it's just something where he's going to sit out this week because it's a short week steve you see the eagles are playing thursday night football uh against uh was it the the uh vikings yeah thursday night football against the vikings Bad. this week tomorrow night yeah. That's be a hell of a game, man. Um, hell of a game in, in Philly. So this is the, the main injuries that you need to be aware of, right? The Eagles secondary. James Bradbury is out with a concussion. Uh, Blankenship is another guy. I forget his first name, but he's out from their secondary. So the Eagles secondary will be a little bit diminished. But the offensive line of the Vikings is also banged up. Their star left tackle and uh, Darisaw. And their center is out. Uh, and the Eagles pass rush, pass, pass rush, listen to me, can't talk, is <laughs> nasty. So you, you, this still does not equal a recipe for Kirk Cousins to have a bunch of time and to put up a ton of points. He's going to have to throw quick. Uh, the Eagles still do have a couple good players in, in their secondary, like Darius Slay, big play Slay. And it's still going to be a challenge. Kirk Cousins is going to have to throw very quick. I think you, he's going to spread the ball around. You, you may see more Jordan Addison and K.J. Osborne and T.J. Hawkinson, your guy. I know you love some T-Hawk in there. And Kenneth Gainwell is going to be out, uh, which, Steve, I don't know if you heard this. Nick Sirianni said that sometimes DeAndre Swift is going to tote the rock for the entire game. He basically said sometimes DeAndre Swift will be a bell cow, and and we may see, and, and with Rashad Penny being totally uh, a healthy scratch last week, they did bump him up to actually being uh, in the starting roster this week. Um, so yeah, we'll see how much opportunity Swift gets. But I think this is a situation where uh, maybe we should be buying some Swift right now for tomorrow night. Like if I want to make a flip on tomorrow night on comc maybe i should just go straight for deandre swift if he's healthy he's out there the league's best offensive line on thursday night football dude this is a recipe for like a a, a spike game yeah i mean uh the vikings aren't known for outstanding defense and with him getting the opportunity with uh, gainwell being out you probably want to think that he's going to want to take advantage of it now whether he actually does or not remains to be seen but uh we did know him to be the kind of guy that before getting hurt both times for the record people thought that he could be the running back one in the league because of the skill set he's got as both a receiver and a runner so he is playing behind one of the best O lines in the league i think he has a pretty good game andy 
what are you what are you thinking? I'm thinking maybe you know, not 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 nothing wild, but I'll say like a 15 fantasy point game. Oh no, I I think it could be wild. I, I think it 100 could be wild. It just depends on the Philadelphia game plan. Um, and, and, you know, it's not like we had uh, a ton of success against the Vikings uh, running the ball last week, but the Bucks offensive line is in the bottom third of the league compared to the Eagles. Uh, I don't think our scheme is as good either. And you've got a dual threat quarterback where he's constantly freezing linebackers. He's going to make a couple passes to, I mean, Devonta Smith or AJ Brown. Nobody can cover those guys, especially at the same time. And that's just going to open up so many lanes for Swift. So I think Swift has three big breakaway plays, kind of like this Tony Pollard kind of night. He puts up 30 fantasy points with a couple big breakaway runs. All of a sudden, I'm seeing a spike on Swift, and I'm seeing people, you know, reach and make make those um, impulsive buys to to get him. And look, his bronze auto, Steve, is uh, 25, just one on here. Not saying that this is where I would go at all. I wouldn't, you know, uh, but it's uh, he's definitely he's definitely not at dirt floor prices, at least on COMC. Here's the thing is it I don't think it's going to take a bunch of a bunch of games for people to start buying into him. I think people just want to see that he's healthy, that he's going to be utilized properly. And it would only take one game maybe two games to get people back on board so i think as long as he has an above average game gets a touchdown and doesn't get hurt you see the needle move yeah that, that that's the goal it's literally correlating daily fantasy a showdown lineup or a pick em bet on underdog fantasy uh that we're going to do here soon with deandre swift so uh this one's interesting does com c crack slabs because i'd be like dude I'll pay you $5, call up customer service. I'll pay you $5 to go crack that DeAndre Swift uh, wildcard ticket out and put it back, list it back on the site as a raw card. <laughs> Please and thank you. I think <laughs> what, you can make money on that? it with, with it at 43 like this. I think, yeah, I could be wrong. I, I'm pretty sure you can get that for like 30 Oh, you're probably right if I was on eBay, but I mean, I'm looking at that as maybe one of the best rookie auto deals for um uh on, on comp c for comp c to be able to instant instant flip that card so steve here's the underdog pickums for tomorrow night you got uh kirk cousins one and a half passing touchdown 263 passing yards madison jefferson's the one touchdown we missed on that last week man Missed on that one. Uh, Jordan What'd Addison, you? three and a half receptions. TJ Hawkinson, five receptions. Jalen Hurts, you, one rushing touchdown. You know, I didn't I didn't get to go over the whole slip last week, but you know there was one unique stat that really screwed us up last week, Andy. I'm, I'm pretty sure we had uh, Marvin Jones. Now, let me tell you a stat about Marvin Jones. So he had – a few targets early in the game. It was looking really good, right? Something happened to Marvin Jones that has never happened to him in his entire career. Now, for a guy that's been playing as long as he has, this is an absolute statement. He's never fumbled before. Yeah, that was wild. That was yeah. wild. But it did seem that they kind of phased him out uh, after that. Oh, man. I got three out of five right, Steve. Uh, I beat your slip. 
You know what's interesting is the the Goddard one is the biggest head scratcher to me, and I don't I don't know if it was game plan weather, but I don't think he's ever not been targeted in his whole career before. Uh, Again, poor Dobbins got the touchdown out of him. Sorry, you couldn't contribute to my slip, Dobbins. But uh, and oh, and I had the freebie, so no, I didn't beat your slip. That that, oh, that, okay. Okay. that was not fair <laughs> at all. I had the freebie, so no, we we tied. Uh, but we're we're gonna do better this week, guys. And uh, we've got some uh, some picks for you guys. But I I'm really really interested in trying to get some exposure here to DeAndre Swift for in the in the card market. But golly, these cards are so expensive on COMC, Steve. I don't think. I can make this play unless I go for maybe a serial numbered non-rookie card and go for yeah, something. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, or just uncheck autographed and do like a, a serial numbered optic or something like that. Yeah, do they uh, do they have you, any there, anything like that? Pivot. You can, I bet you can find a cheap select with a serial number. One ninety nine. Uh, the. Um, aqua man this is just so expensive compared to what you could get it for on ebay it looks like some of these people probably got these at his peak and are just kind of clutching all right uh, that they, one's not bad yeah they they shoot up from five to twelve to twelve seventy is there bad. something I'm missing about this? You know, this one's interesting because you could um, reprocess as elite as well. Uh, this actually, this, this I, I'm a sucker for like the X Fractor design. I really like it. You do have Rookie Card Shield and it's color matched, but of course he's not on the lines anymore. So you may, maybe maybe it's best to look for a green color match. But this this definitely seems like a snipe, Steve. Yeah, I think that's an easy get. For uh, ten, I mean, you can even price it at eleven ninety nine, and you have the cheapest one. There's been one in the past ninety days. It's been a sale up to nine dollars before. Uh, yeah, you could probably even you could probably even get this at a discount if you come in here and make an offer for like four dollars. And All you right. might get it. I mean, he he hasn't yeah. done anything yet. So that's interesting. Now, would it, would you would you think that um, the red, white, and blue premier would be better than the concourse from a eye test, guys? I'm curious to get your opinion between the premier and the uh, concourse from 2020. Those gold ones do pretty well too, but they're. Actually, they're not priced too bad. They were they were at the top next to the other one there. Gold disco. I guess, guess they'd be copper. My apologies. Yeah, Steve. Don't don't begin the copper confuses the gold, man. <laughs> yeah, those yeah. copper ones actually do pretty well. Uh, you know the what? One, right, there's one right there for five bucks. Yeah, I saw it. It was, it was. Uh, I'm like, man, I, I could be buying a uh, playoff ticket auto Nico Collins out of 99 for fourteen dollars and twenty five cents. 
and there's there's four of them but they shoot up like you could literally take 30 45 dollars and maybe you could make some offers on on these like this guy's claiming 60 percent off but that's just from what he said it at you could set at what you could set at 100 and call it 75 percent off and you know still sell that 15 dollars but uh steve i mean you you could take 45 dollars here control this whole market and have your cards all listed underneath this guy uh that's actually an interesting strategy what do you think about that yeah no that's 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 pretty smart honestly if he if he established himself week to week with similar levels of performance that's justifiable that you could get 30 to 45 dollars for that and, and maybe more if he continues it on for more than just a few weeks it looks like the optic has clearly established itself for the rookie ticket auto as as a um a higher valued card How, what years are those like if i go back and look at some of the 2020 rookie ticket autos it is important to remember the difference between the base and the short print parallel um but there are some base rookie ticket autos that i remember that uh go for more than the optic in some years i think it may be like 2017 uh and 2020 for and it may do with the eye appeal steve and maybe just around some of the scarcity of it uh but i mean generally speaking the uh the optic rookie ticket autos are always going to be more rare because they're hobby only right steve yeah it's interesting i remember we did that deep dive one night and we actually did find that in some cases the regular contenders ones went for more now i'm not entirely sure the reasoning behind that i don't know if people like just a more traditional look maybe or is it because they're harder to get a higher grade in maybe that could be it too so i'm not sure if we were looking at base uh graded or or not graded but i think in a case of graded it's going to be harder to get tens than it would be for the optics yeah yeah that's the other thing too a um a higher psa 10 hit rate uh mr t asks how long does it take com c to process the premium photo request that's a great question i i don't know the answer i have to look into that um i wouldn't imagine it takes that long but i i really don't know i i i did it once but i i didn't check back right away i i don't remember getting the notification that they had done it so um yeah, you know what would be a great test though, because the like this is a perfect candidate. Is this Nico tic, uh, Nico Collins Optic Rookie Ticket Auto Silver? I mean, this this card is is totally disgraced by not having like a good uh, phone photography or just good yeah. natural lighting photography versus a scan. You can't see the silver prism at all. No, and if you if you price it as such and move it up to be even or even just more than the top one and someone sees a better photo they're gonna you know psychologically see it and in favor it psychologically even at the same price point now there's a lot of cards on here steve for his rookie uh autos um but i am gravitating towards the optic the prism and the contenders whether it be base or optic contenders um steve what do you what do you think in terms of ranking like 
Where where does like because right here's a perfect example. We've got a base Donner's blue, but next to that we've got limited absolute classics black between um between the sets visible here how would you how would you rank those um i think the i think just as much as i hate to say it the silver prism is going to be the first boom definitely the yeah. first and then you know in a close tie for second the blue donruss and the contenders even though even though i really like the rpa from limited i do really like it So, so we got one and then we got two tied for two. So we we'll go <laughs> two, three, two, three. All right. And then you said four is the limited. Yeah. Really? Okay. So we're going four limited. All right. What's five. Believe it or not. I, for me, I actually really like the classic uh, because the golds are out of 50 and not out of 10. So they're a little more acquirable than in, in certain other sets, but they have the eye appeal. I mean, those photos are not doing them any favors. So do you think the gold gives it a boost to do better than the Panini Black and the Absolute? Is that why? Or do you like the, um, do you, from, a, from an investment standpoint, is that the main reason? Um the, I think the gold will get you more more looks, but the if you're just looking at sheer numbers and data only, I mean the the Panini Black is a much lower serial number than the rest of them, though it's a few dollars more. But if you get a nice boosted listing with uh, you know some ad revenue on it, and you get that gold one up the, up there with a good picture, I mean that's that's pretty much what you're looking for. The silver prism you can do that with too. Mm -hmm. It's a bit harder to do on the limited. And the Donruss simply because there's not a lot of refraction on the cardstock. Gotta have phone photography though, right? I mean, there is like there's a foil gold finish to this card, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I've got some, I've got some of those myself. Actually, I think I might even have that that Nico one. I'll have to go through my box here, but uh, those are just really nice looking cards. And if you can find, yeah, I think if you could probably pull up a uh, example here. That's yeah. I mean that that's a little bit better. You can see some lighting on it. Yeah. Kadarius tone. <laughs> yeah. So there is a gold foil uh, finish on that card, uh, but yeah, it's going to be thinner. So this is going to be very similar card stock to that of like Donruss or Elite or. Um, chronicles yeah the prism is it's just always going to be especially i'm surprised that you thought this that you think that the that's how powerful the gold design is this is what i'm blown away that the gold that the gold parallel is so powerful combined with the rookie auto and the rook card shield here that it would outperform this black, which is from a hobby only set. That's a, a, a thick, like these are thick, like Panini Origins type cardstock now, uh, or limited. And it this is numbered out of thirty five, and it's rookie auto with the RC shield. 
what what is it about panini black that people don't like i, I feel like this set does not do very well kind of like obsidian and i don't quite understand it um i do actually like obsidian and i like panini black i think just in this direct comparison i mean even if you're just looking at the two side by side it's one obviously jumps off the page a little more even even with the flat photo if you will so does it do better than the absolute i actually do like the absolute and, th and that's actually another one that the photo is not helping it at all but so think, you think that the, the panini of, black think, in this instant is is number seven no i think the absolute is number seven okay yeah or or even the uh the limited uh horizontal card man yeah the limited horizontal it, and part of it is because of these patches i mean these patches uh, they do absolutely nothing sadly without a second color that's literally all it takes to add a lot of a lot of dollars to the total it's like that man all right very very uh interesting uh discovery there oh, steve i appreciate that brother so i want to uh, move on to tomorrow nights. Did you have a uh, pick them slip picked out for tomorrow night that uh, that you liked? I actually haven't been able to uh, dabble yet, but I'd love to look one over here. So while you're looking, while you're looking one over, there is a couple other things I want to talk about on the injury report. You know, we are getting Travis Kelsey back this week. Uh, we do have this weekend in week two, we've got them going to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. This is probably going to be one of the highest point totals on the slate. 51 point uh, over under Kansas City, of course, favorites by three and a half points. Steve, uh, did you like what um, what you saw from the Jaguars in week one? How do you think they can hold up against the Chiefs at home? This is an interesting matchup. Now, like I said, you do Travis Kelsey is back at practice. He's going to be a, a full go, so you're going to be facing the full brunt of the uh, the Kansas City offense. Um, I think I, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm not a Chiefs fan by any means. I think they I think they get back in the game this week. I think Kadarius uh, Tony plays. He's not going to drop five passes again. <laughs> and uh <laughs> as embarrassing as that were as that was ridley was obviously the guy that jumped off the sheet and uh and the run game looked good but there was a lot of times that t-law looked a little flat i think uh kc is going to be highly motivated to win this week i think it'd be an absolute shocker to see them drop two in a row honestly is Calvin Ridley a sell-high candidate, or do you believe that he's got more potential to go up even more? Uh, I saw routine rookie ticket auto sales on him for around $100 after this game this past week. I even saw you know, some crazy Calvin Ridley transactions, like in the thousands of dollars for National Treasures, one out of two Nike patch type stuff. But um, Calvin Ridley, week two, has got an over-under 69.5, was the wide receiver one here in week one uh i think he put up just over a hundred passing yards 
uh, receiving yards plus the touchdown. So uh, wh where are you at on Calvin Ridley? I actually took him in a lot of best ball drafts in the uh, latter part of the second round and actually in a home league, took him in the third so that he wouldn't get away from me. From what I've seen so far, man, he looks maybe even better than when he left the field two years ago. And I don't, I obviously not going to have those kind of weeks every week, but he looks clearly miles ahead of everyone else out there. And a, another thing to note on that squad there is that, you know, Zay Jones is actually playing ahead of uh, Christian Kirk right now. Yeah, Zay Jones, which I find interesting. Uh, we also didn't get to see in like much of Evan Ingram in this game. So I, I wonder if that was just more of a, a situational happenstance type thing. I, I wonder, like I'm on the fence of saying Calvin Ridley is a sell high right now because he is definitely, he's not old, but he's definitely cresting the age apex. And we do have like such a small sample size of him this year. Why not? If you got the profit, right? Take the profit. If if you can double up, do you do? Would you agree, or do you think no? Like no, I gotta hold because I think there's definitely more juice to squeeze out of this orange. I think there's more, but I am a proponent of you know taking a taking a gain. If you can get a substantial gain, and by that I mean like I don't know thirty percent plus, you know. But if with a guy like Ridley because of what's happened over the past two years, you're, you're probably looking at like a two, three X on the low end. Cause if you have any Ridley cards, unless you've been sitting on them from a few years ago, they've, they've been able to be bought at a massive discount. You know, that silver prism right there, you probably could have got in the eight to $10 range when he was out for the last season or two. So. Yeah. What's crazy is the prices I'm seeing right now on COMC for Calvin Ridley are like 2020 type prices. I kid you not, man. This is crazy. Um, it's pretty wild to me. I'm like, uh, I guess you can't crack into his market on here. He must be. Uh, I I do know that. Like I said, I look. I found a lot of his cards had doubled or more in value from the game on Sunday because of the whole uh, week one. Uh, and you got no optic rookies on here. Is that right? I mean. Am I missing something? <laughs> oh, um, well, oh, I've got it on uh, autograph. Let's see something. Huh. The optics are all sold are out. All of them? That is really odd. Hmm. So maybe somebody that the people that bought them maybe just haven't, uh, haven't released them. Uh, that's so weird. It's still weird. Yeah, no, it's still weird. So I, I'm I'm tempted to to like buy low and double down on Christian Kirk or or Evan Ingram, but particularly Christian Kirk because I feel like that spike game could happen. Maybe it's not going to be as consistent as it was last year. Um, it's it's interesting. I, I obviously he's got to be way lower than Calvin Ridley, but at the same time, Calvin Ridley does look way way more twitchy. Like you know, he looks like he's got that that fast twitch right now and um christian kirk we're not really seeing it but i don't think the jags were really firing on all cylinders in this game man 
Uh, there's definitely going to be those games for Christian Kirk. Uh, and, and maybe this weekend against Kansas City because they get into the ultimate shootout, right? I mean, is, is that a that's a situation from a utilization that I got to look at and say, okay, what was the utilization for Christian Kirk in terms of just routes run? Let's see if like he, if he was on the field. Um, you know, I think this is a classic example of something we always talk about with pivoting. And it's gotten to the point where, you know, depending on your budget, it may not be feasible to, to buy into Ridley anymore, except for maybe like some lower end stuff. But maybe you want to get into rookie ticket autos and maybe you want to get into some higher end cards. Like I said, Zay Jones um, is still not universally accepted as, you know, number two on that team in the hobby. But on paper, he's the number two on that team for now. And I think that's probably the better play unless you can find some deals. You know who looked uh, who looked really good from the Jags is Travis Etienne. And I feel like, especially with Tank Bigsby making that boneheaded uh, turnover whenever he didn't realize that the whistle was never blown and he had no ball security. And um, I don't know. I mean, Tank Bigsby's solid, but Travis Etienne looked hungry out there, man. He made some blocks, some broken tackles, some solid runs. Uh, I, I was um, pleasantly surprised by his performance, man. And uh, I'm actually interested to potentially see what he's got from the 2020 draft class. Like, you know, he was drafted at the end of the first round. It's It'll be interesting to see if he's dipped at all. Um, That's a guy that we, you know, we talked about and a lot of people were quick to want to fade him you know, simply because of the addition of Tank Bigsby. But the Tank Bigsby preseason hype was there. But, you know, just because a guy's drafted at a certain ADP or, or in this case, you know, average round or second or third round in the NFL draft, it's not a guarantee that he's going to supplant the guy in front of him or even force a timeshare. And I think you kind of saw that with this. So. Kind of like I said, ETN was definitely the play. He he may have a role as the season goes on if they want to limit some carries for ETN. But, you know, it was the same with uh, Jacobs the year before. When a guy's that good, they're just not going to take him out of the game. Yeah, they're just not going to take him out of the game. They do have quite a bit invested in him. Uh, I'm looking at the rookie serial market here. It does seem kind of challenging to crack into there's a lot of stuff on here that i'm really not interested in uh you do have a don season stat line out of 500 here actually you can see it's it's had a couple sales in the last quarter up to 20 dollars peak in october 30th of 2022 that one's kind of interesting I, I, this is this is a foil finish too, Steve. So I, I definitely probably uh, potentially you know like reprocess that. I, I've actually bought a few of those of other players lately, and the reason I like those is because, except for when Donruss first comes out, you don't see a lot of those on eBay. You know, when Donruss first comes out, you know it's kind of mm -hmm. flooded with the new product, and then as new product comes out, people are like, ah, "I was buying Donruss," but. 
seriously on a on an honest level like the rated rookies with the serial numbers even with the paper stock are still legit buys these are pretty close together but you have uh right here the difference between the elite and the base photo um big difference there on that card that is a that is a massive uh, out of 299 it's a great color match uh it's close to where i would and you and you actually see a pretty healthy amount of quarterly sales going back to last season a year ago i mean we're looking at four and five sales so th this this card is interesting to me as well because this is another one that peaked at the same time in october last year uh which would have been not too long after it was released yeah because the release calendar was uh screwed up in uh 20 at you know the summer of 2022 you know basically when this card came out man that that's a pretty good uh example of how much of a difference the photo makes because in all reality those two cards side by side look like the one on the right but that's not the interpretation you get if you just look at it real quick. Now, what would you rather have? Like that aqua prism out of 299 or this um just a silver wave prism out of 299? Uh, I think it depends on if you were gonna grade it. Those silver waves have a really hard time grading. I'm just gonna flip it raw. Yeah, then they're about equal. I I feel like the the aqua is I feel like the aqua is just a uh like a well-known parallel for uh, optic for rated rookies so you might get more eyes on it just for that reason alone oh they won't let me make an offer i have to add more store credit <laughs> well you guys should make an offer on this guy's card my strategy here is steve is just to get a dollar off and then i'm gonna save two dollars because this thing's already processed as elite so I'll buy the 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 elite photo, and maybe maybe buy both of them. I'll come back in here uh, after the stream and put some money in my COMC account. But um, those are actually some interesting plays, especially playing the Chiefs this weekend, because uh, it wasn't just the the ground game. I mean, I look at ETN; he went five receptions for twenty seven yards through the air. So hey. Yeah, the, the thing is, is that he might actually be right now the, the third option in the pass game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. But um, running back targets, that that's actually that – was, that was good to see. Ooh, was, at that, uh, yeah, the dragon scale. That's another one that is close but not identical to a color match, but – most people in the hobby know that dragon scale is desirable. You actually had a, a sale of this card at $45 back on March 10th, 2023. So this actually wouldn't be a bad one. I would definitely reprocess this at this as elite as well. Wouldn't you, Steve? For sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And if, if, if one sold recently for 45, you know, before football started, then that, that just tells you that you can get quite a bit more in a, in a, in a couple of weeks if he has a few good games. 
I mean, hack against the Chiefs, like you said, it's a probable shootout. If he's involved in that, people are going to be looking for cards like that. Yeah, I don't think we've we've hit the um, the peak of Travis Etienne's market. I think we're actually in a dip right now. There's some opportunities on on here. You probably find a little bit better ones on eBay, but uh, it doesn't give you that instant uh, flip potential if you're trying to make a play for this weekend. If you're trying to parlay, you know your 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 bets that you're making, whether it's on underdog pickums. You know, using promo code Quest, or if it's uh, if it's on DraftKings, or if it's in your fantasy leagues, you know, start the guys that you're starting this weekend. Um, it would have it would have to be through comc.com or uh, a way you can electronically flip that that card. You know, I did go ahead and do a slip while you were doing the ComC stuff, so. He's got a pick em slip, man. We're going to make slip, some money this week. Ladies and gentlemen, I did want to at some point uh, go back on here. And I know we're kind of – sometimes we do get excited and jump from idea to idea. But at some point before we – I want to go back and just say a couple words about each game because there's been a lot of people in the chat asking about – and results from last week that uh, I figure we'll cover at some point. And just in case we don't, I'll just hit on a few of the, the matchups and throw some rando, rando words out. Hit me. Throw, throw, right. throw oh, them out, brother. Ready. I got my we're glove ready. ready. Yeah. List, so let's keep it simple with Zay Jones. The levitation man itself. All right, so what are we doing here? Kansas City, over, 1 o'clock, wide receiver 2. He is, he is the starting wide receiver next to uh, Ridley, and 46-and-a-half uh, is achievable in any game for him, especially a game that could potentially be a shootout. Mm, I'm digging it, man. He actually had um, a great utilization, uh, better than Christian Kirk, wide receiver 2 numbers, and – I'm with you on this one. I'm with you on this one. All right. So we we got to bring back here. Are we stacking them with uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know? Um, what are we doing? Um, I actually did something kind of unique on this one. I did random guys from just all different games. I did no stacks this thing. I did go with I did go with uh, T-Hawk from that uh, Thursday night game at 49 and a half. I can't imagine that the Vikings look that flat again. Now he had nine targets. Nice. You give him another, nine, um, you give him another eight to ten targets, and that is easily achievable. There, the the um, the Eagles are also on one of their backup linebackers, Nicobe Dean. I think it was a a foot or something. Nicobe Dean's going to be out tomorrow night as well, and they just signed somebody, uh, picked up somebody to fill that void. So. Yeah, that'll be interesting. All right, so we got T Hawk tomorrow night. Look out for him. Uh, T Hawk's it. Both actually, both these guys. So I want you to finish your slip, and then um, I want you to hit me with what else you got uh, uh, while I try and uh, pull up some snipes of these guys. Kobe yeah. Dean placed on IR. I just looked it up for you. There you go. So he'll be out for a little while. Uh, my next pick 
Mr. Geno Smith, I am going under because I did fade him hard at the end of last year, and I did fade him hard in the preseason. And so far, it's looking like it was justified. And they are playing at Detroit. And if you saw Aiden Hutchinson almost kill Mahomes every drop back, if not for illegal lines, uh, line placement and holding, which the refs so kindly didn't call, uh, I think that Gino's going to be running for his life or seeing a lot of his, uh, a lot of the ground on Sunday. So do you think uh, Brian Branch gets some more interceptions? Um what do we got? Aiden Hutchinson gets an interception. Are we going over on the interceptions? I thought about it. I thought. Uh, Are we just going lower possible. on the passing I thought, yards? I thought safer, lower on the passing yards was just safer than betting on the interception. All right. And I went with your guy and kind of my guy, Mike Evans, over against the Bears, who didn't seem that they could do much quarterback pressure. And until I see that, that just ruins the secondary. If a guy can just dance around in the pocket, he's going to hit people that are open, and he's going to hit a guy that's that big, that fast, that strong, deep. I think Evans – I can't remember the last time Evans had a game below 57.5 yards, so I think that's a pretty safe one. Yeah, I I can't either, man. Nine straight thousand plus yard seasons, fifty seven point five. It seems pretty chalky to me. I mean, that's that's like a couple deep plays for Baker, a couple thirty yard passes. I mean, yeah, let's go. And the last one, I actually went with a guy that I'm still not completely sold on, but I like the line, uh, James Cook, and I went with the over. 50.5 rushing yards versus the Vegas Raiders, who actually won in week one. My theory is he almost – he had 48 against the Jets. Jets are probably on their own tier defensive-wise in the league right now. And maybe the only other team that's remotely close is the Niners. So if he can do that, then he's got a good chance of doing it this week against maybe like a B tier defense. He's a, he's an interesting one. I feel like he might be part of the, um, the, the, the whole souring on the, on the bills right now. Do you think it, do you think that uh, the three interceptions from Josh Allen was just uh, to the goes to show the strength of the Jets defense? Or do you think, that Josh Allen is regressing this year and may come back down to earth and have card values and, and fantasy values closer to, to Lamar Jackson. Both, both to some degree. Cause actually, you know, last year I said that it looked like the day bowl effect was kind of withering away a little bit. And everyone said, it's his elbow, it's his elbow, blah, blah, blah. And maybe that had something to do with it. But, yeah, it was the Jets, so, you know, maybe you give them a pass. But uh, if this continues, I think it's safe to say that 
if you're holding on to this one, big Josh Allen cards, you might be in trouble. Yeah, that's interesting because if you are holding on some big Josh Allen cards, you got a lot of money invested in those. And we know there's a big difference between the top end of for a draft class and the bottom end. You could go look at those Sam Darnold cards from, from 2018 and you can get a good idea what that bottom looks like. <laughs> I got just one, damn it, and I'm holding on to it. Oh, you're, you're, you're taking that thing to the grave. It'll be right <laughs> next to the Trubisky's, won't it? <laughs> no, no. Trubisky's are probably displayed, sir. Probably displayed. Going to spike again in the future, right? Hey, let's be honest. He arguably should have been in that game this week. I don't know if you actually watched it, but I did. And he should have been in the game. I know there's a lot of people in the chat that will would disagree would uh, agree with that. And there's maybe only a couple that would disagree. All right, so we got to slip in of five picks. If we put all those five picks together, we 20x our money. I just put in $5 so I could turn that potentially into $100. And if you're brand new, you want to get into on this, this is legal in almost every state. Uh, I'm in Florida, don't have access to sports books, but Underdog Fantasy is a great friend to the Quest. In fact, if you use promo code Quest, you get a 100% instant deposit bonus up to $100 that you – you can use uh, at your at your discretion, uh, however you see fit. They even have weekly drafts in here and stuff. Um, they have all the different sporting formats to do these type of prop bets, uh, pickums over under. Just string two or three together. You don't have to go for twenty x, and you can you'll win. You know you could that that it, it's easier to win more that way. Trying to go for three or six x, Steve. <laughs> yeah, no full full disclaimer. Like we. You know, a lot for the entertainment value. We do try to do the, uh, you know, the the big boy, the five xer. But you know, if you're looking for consistent winning, you really, really want to just do like two at a time. I wonder what um, you talk about, James Cook. I want to see what the line is on Damian Pierce this weekend against Indianapolis. Fifty six point five. It's a little bit higher. Uh, so yeah, I, I like your cook lineup there, Steve. And you know, um, Evan Hole just got put on IR. Speaking of another injury, Evan Hole is on IR due to a knee. Zach Moss has returned, and he just had a broken arm in training camp, and he has returned. He is a full participant in today's practice. So, Zach Moss, and he used to play for the Buffalo Bills before they drafted James Cook. So uh, now you got Zach Moss on the Colts in a prime situation, just him and Deion Jackson with Jonathan Taylor still held out due to his whole contract issue uh, and mystery injury. And uh, Zach Moss may be a very interesting flip this week that is super cheap. They're playing at home against the Texans. You know what's interesting is, you know, I've had a handful of people, myself included, kind of got back into collecting right around 2020. So you probably have a lot of Zach Moss cards in a box somewhere that you know had value at one point and then kind of dwindled as he took a back seat. But here's the thing is there may be a very narrow window here where he could have a good game or or you know, maybe two games that are good. 
So you have a narrow window. I don't think he's a long-term solution there. You know, you're looking at a situation where they could even still bring in somebody, but at least for this week, he's looking like the guy there. Optic rookie ticket autos on COMC starting at $6.64. So they're they're at the bottom of the draft class from 2020. But you could definitely what see what I'm talking about, Steve. Look at look at the base. You got the base eleven from twelve eighty five of the base contender set. That's so weird, man. Yeah. And 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 there's the optic from six sixty four. So like, does that mean this is these are these are instant snipes on these optics? I think you make a good argument for it when it's you know half the price essentially for what most would argue is a superior card yeah and and this one's claimed to be well like we talked about that percentage off doesn't really mean anything uh so you could actually come in here and make an offer um let's look at what the data says on this seven up to 1238 oh look there's actually been a spike this past quarter of seven quarterly sales this $12.38 transaction was on July 29th. That uh, might have been whenever he signed with the uh, with the Colts, or maybe he made some waves in Colts training camp about uh, being a starter if Jonathan Taylor was going to miss, you know, being their RB1. So uh, I think this is his shot, if there's any. We're still in the beginning of the season with after how lackluster most teams played in week one. I think a lot of people are still on the edge of their seat to see what hap- what's going to happen in week two, you know? Um, so there's still a ton of breakout potential when only a, a, a small handful of players broke out in week one, Steve. And that's just kind of how I'm seeing it. Would you, uh, would you agree? Uh, I think you did. Uh, you, maybe you mentioned this. So it sounds like you do agree that Zach Moss is a decent flip potential here in week two. Yeah. And if, you know, like you said, ComC, or if you're already holding and you've had Zach Moss for a while because there was that, you know, oh, he's the guy, he's the, uh, you know, the new uh, running back for the Bills, he's going to be great, but, you know, it just never happened. So you may already have him, you know, get him listed because this is going to be one of maybe a few ops you have to uh, to move his stuff. And let's be realistic, Jonathan Taylor could get traded. He could opt to not play this year. There's still a lot of weird stuff going on with his cards, or, well, his contract situation and his cards, I guess. But, uh, yeah, he could end up being either the back-to-have or at least a 50-50 timeshare. Deion Jackson did look good last year, but he didn't look good week one. So, Well, I've given you guys a couple minutes while I'm adding store credit uh to my account <laughs> to, to snipe this six dollar and 64 cent zach moss optic rookie ticket auto on here let's see if it's still on there hey it's still on there we've got store credit i don't even think you need to choose and ask it purchase and relist yeah so if i click purchase then i could just go ahead and relist it i i could take as little profit you know it'll show you the other ones listed at 9.99 I think the strategy is to come in here and list this for like $14.99. And they could they could potentially sell out to like $25. Because, you know, if you go over to eBay, you're going to find the same card. I mean, you're really not going to be able to get this card cheaper 
than what you can find it here. And that's when it's like, okay, well then let's just make the play on COMC, Steve. You know, if you're on eBay and you, even if you get this card for $5, a lot of times there could potentially still be a four or $5 shipping price tag. If you're not combining it with some other items. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at like a rookie ticket auto that's under $10 on COMC. That's that's a good buy. That's when it makes sense to go buy that card on COMC because you could always take it home, and those are listed on eBay. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know what the the crossover time is for that, but uh, it definitely does get listed on eBay. So you have, you know, even, even that many more eyes looking at it. Plus, hey, COMC has an app now. You know, it's not the greatest. I'm sure it's a work in progress, but um, they do have an app. So I don't know how deep I would go in the weeds just yet on him. So I would buy, you know, the most desirable cards of his at a, at a value if you can. You know, stuff with optics, stuff with prism, autos, yada, yada, yada. You know, you don't want to delve too down, too far down the, uh, the ladder until he starts putting together multiple weeks of success, but. Anthony Richardson throws for 223 yards week one against Jacksonville, uh, 40 yards rushing. We don't have a rushing prop on here yet. I don't know if they're going to add one, but his passing is 199.5 at Houston. Uh, CJ Stroud did throw the ball quite a bit as we talked about earlier. Um, that's interesting. I, I definitely got to feel like if, if I, this is like a perfect scenario where I'm going to stack, if I'm going to go, higher on Anthony Richardson's passing yards that I'm definitely coming over here to their wide receiver one, Michael Pittman Jr. at 58.5, Steve. I mean, that's like the Zay Jones number. I mean, that's an easy uh, – and you have to have a bring back. So you could do Pittman, Richardson, both over, and then you could do um, – if we think this is going to potentially – go over the point total which is 39 right now over under a 39 steve that's terrible they got stroud at 190 stroud at 190 passing yards they don't even have nico on there that's a shame wow that's lower dude i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the over i'm gonna go with the over on these guys and they don't have nico whoops they don't have nico yet no they only have uh damian pierce huh well, they, they will it's, – it's only Wednesday night, so it's not like those lines are sold out. <laughs> they just haven't – they haven't put them up yet. They haven't established, I guess, where they want to put it up at, up at yet. Um, but I, I could just go right here. I mean, that's a three-pick, but what I'll do is I'll save these because I think if these are these are the kind of ones that if they hit, they're going to uh, hit pretty good. So – I dig it. I actually, I mean, I've I've been a big Pippen guy for a long time, and sadly, he's last year was a victim of the same thing that Nico Collins was the victim of, and that is just the worst O line play and uh, you know terrible quarterback play as a result of the O line. So we're seeing a little bit more opportunity for both guys already here. I think that if that carries over the course of the year, man. Pittman's got some huge upside. Nico's got some huge upside. And those are guys that are, you know, consistently faded so far year in, year out. Hey, uh, talking about the NFC South, the Panthers 
hosting the Saints. Guess who's out already again, man? This guy has so much talent. He gets hurt every year. J.C. Horn, the first-round corner uh, oh, for the for the uh, Panthers. Like he's so out good. for an extended period of time already. Like it, Apparently, there's no timetable for his return again. I mean, he literally has missed like 18 games or something crazy in the past three years. Uh, so, yeah, and you get um, – it's right when you get DJ Chark back. So, DJ Chark missed week one. He's been a full practice at part, uh, practice participant today. Uh, Hayden Hurst was your target leader in week one for Bryce Young. He also threw two interceptions. Now they're 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 hosting the Saints. And this matchup, if you go back and look at last year when the Panthers host the Saints, they, they host them a lot, like right around the beginning of the year. Um, this typically has gone in the Panthers' favor. I'm not so sure it's going to go in the Panthers' favor. Are you believing in this whole Derek Carr, Rashid Shaheed, uh, <laughs> Chris Olave, Michael Thomas offense over here, um, or or, I mean, it seems like. It, do you think that this could turn into anything? We got thirty nine point five over under. Like Bryce didn't look like he could keep up with that kind of a shootout, but DJ Chark will help him. What what do you what are you feeling here? You think this? Do you think this Saints offense is for real? I think it's better than it showed last week and it did there was some i think it was higher upside than we saw come to fruition there was a couple people in the end zone that got overthrown and uh you know i know that uh carter's a big shaheed guy and he had a pretty good game but you know uh before you go buying all the shaheed stuff just be careful he did not have a huge snap share so that may not be like a week-to-week consistent type thing but uh, he's definitely going to have some games. He's definitely going to have some games. But I, I think the Saints. I think the Saints probably got it, and not just because of the offense. The Saints' defense is sneakily good every year, and they really showed it this this past week. Yeah, they definitely showed it. So I, I'm be, wondering how well it's going to travel. Whole line could be one of the worst I've ever seen before, ever. Whose offensive line? This year's uh, Titans. It's probably right. If you looked at PFF, I would be willing to bet it's 32. Man. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I would say the Panthers is really close to it as well. You know? So I, I, I got this tweet from uh, Carter from one of his buddies that he trusts, and he was he was sharing some interesting analytics about Rashid Shahid. He thinks he is uh, for real. Derek Richard thinks Shahid is the real deal too. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, again, we have a really small sample size. He didn't play a lot last year, but he did do a lot with very little reps so far. Toe, we got Jets crazy. What's up, man? Jets crazy. What is up, man? Good to see you, man. Where you been? I'm going to pull up Rashid Shahid's profile on playerprofiler.com. I I can't seem to spell this guy's name right. What's going on? Uh, Let me see if I can find it. Well, what I want to pull up is R-A-S-H-I-D. 
Wow, 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 wow. R A S H I D, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, spelling it. Uh, man, it's probably my computer. And it's probably my computer. I was having, uh, or it's their website. Um, yeah, uh, I was having computer issues earlier, so it it very well could be. Yeah, or or it's their website. I mean, maybe their database. Um, but what I what I do know, Steve, is that doesn't have a whole lot of rookie cards. Uh, very few, in fact. He's only got nine rookie cards on comc.com. And the cheapest silver prism is already at $18.22. There's just a few premier level 2022 cards. I don't think I could touch his market after seeing this. Uh, there's nothing for me to do here. Yeah. No, that's... That is the uh, scarcity at play, like you see with Eckler and like Thielen and just guys that don't have a lot of cards. Uh, and like you saw with Brock Purdy early on, where he only had, you know, he was only available in one set before they started printing them and more. So uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm sure I he's mean, on... it's... Sorry, go ahead. I mean, it's slim pickings, man. And uh, let me see if I include sold out if there's any more. Uh, no, it's not. It's it's just the select premier level. So this is when I'm like, all right, I, I got to go to tradingcarddatabase.com, tcdb.com, and pull up over Sheed Shahid here and see how many cards he's actually printed in. Chat's talking about the Jets QB situation. I'm thinking they stay with Zach Wilson, although – could there be a worse team to face this week if you're Zach Wilson? I mean, they're going against Dallas. I'm pretty sure they're going against Dallas this week. So it looks like he's got all of the select. Um, and they don't say what that what what's that tier again? Is that the concourse? I can't keep up with all these with all these select tiers, man. What it's the premier level, premier level. So is that the only one then? Yeah. So okay. So back to tcdv.com. Yeah, that's the only one. I mean, it's all the premier level select, and there's only sixty four total cards. It's it's premier level select and sage. Sage. Nobody likes sage unless it's yeah. autographed and. That's the only autograph card. So that's it, Steve. That's it, man. Can you believe that? You might be able to, maybe not on eBay, but you can. Well, that's not true. They, they just I'm, made I'm a, yeah. I mean, look at these cards selling for uh, quarterly sales five. So you know that was right in the past day or so. If I go over to eBay and type in 2022, Shahid. I'll probably I should only find Sage and I should find um select. And man, if, if he continues to have these kind of performances and the Saints win games and they are on top of the NFC South, I mean I, I think this guy's got 
a lot of potential to go up, especially when you consider he's just a second-year player, man. And so there's – um, let me go back to where I was at. There's a lot of potential for him to go up there, Steve. Yeah, no, especially with the fact that there's just not much available. And and half of it's these ugly die cuts. I mean, is that not the ugliest die cut you've ever seen? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Those look terrible. I, I think they look right? terrible. I mean, chat, let us know. Is that not the ugliest die cut you've seen from Select? I mean, it looks like it should be uh, uh, some kind of bottle opener. Like, you know, the the, the one end is like a, the... Yeah. I'm not like anti die cut, but I think those look just awful. Ah, man. So, I, and this is not this silver prism is a die cut. I'm glad I didn't buy it because I, I'm not, I'm not touching that thing. Is that that look, almost looks like a tool to put together IKEA furniture <laughs> or a bottle opener of some sorts? Or, yeah, or uh, you know. Filling, uh, doing tile in your shower and put filling the caulk in between. Yeah, the there you go. <laughs> yeah, use this as one of those uh, spacklers. I don't know what they're <laughs> called. Uh, Chat wants to know who the quarterback for the Jets will be. I mean, it'll be Zach Wilson. This Zach week. Wilson. Here's the thing: is they've they've already kind of said it's him, but man, again, he's going to be judged really hard on what's going to happen this week and. Look what happened to Daniel Jones, and you can't even put that on, on Daniel Jones. He was just getting wrecked in the backfield. So, but I mean, as far as just if we're throwing names out there of guys that could go over there and do well, uh, I think that there's a couple that stick out in my mind. Uh, and Jameis Winston is one. He's obviously not being used. And uh, Andy Dalton. That's interesting. So, yeah, guys, have uh, good luck tapping into the Rashid Shahid market. That is a that's a tough one to crack uh, just because you may be stuck with um, a zebra print Ikea furniture tile sh a spackler uh, bottle opener card. <laughs> 70 bucks. Uh, Steve, you mentioned there was a couple uh, tidbits, nuggets, nugs that you wanted to drop about some matchups. Yeah, let's let's run through last week's real quick, and then uh, and then this week's. I'll, I'll kind of skip over some of the games. We already talked about Lions and Chiefs. We talked about uh, Panthers, Falcons, Texans, Ravens. We only dabbled in. Ah, I gotta say, man, I don't think Lamar looked that good to be fair. And now Texans defense has obviously improved from last year. There's no doubt about it, but I really think that everyone just thought that he was going to torch him this week. So, I mean, it's game. It's one game. I get it, but um, he did make some pretty good plays, but as a whole, not over, not, not overwhelmingly positive there. The Bengals and Browns, we touched on Colts, Jags, Bucks, Vikings, uh, Titans Saints. I mean, the Saints defense looked awesome. I mean, the Titans defense looked awesome too, but man, that Titans O-line looked bad. I don't think that there's a QB change in sight. They would just be sacrificing their quarterback of the future to an insane amount of abuse if they were to make that change right now. So 
Hopefully their line gets it together. Niners Steelers looked like uh, we might have seen Darnold Trubisky by the fourth quarter. Uh, Commanders Cardinals. I think everyone's shocked at how close that game was, to be fair. And I think it had a lot to do with turnovers. Gibson put the ball on the ground. Howell, uh, I think, had a pick and a fumble, or maybe it was mm-hmm. just a pick. Yeah, but, he had uh, a pick and a fumble. But interesting. Let, let's just be honest. The uh, Cardinals aren't doing much this year, but Howell's going to have to not turn the ball over. Packers-Bears, uh, similar QB ratings, but I think you'd make the argument that Jordan Love had the better game. Raiders-Broncos. Man, Broncos country, just not riding, are they? Not riding. Uh, so Raiders, Garoppolo actually looked solid, Andy. Would you agree? Yeah, he did, man. Much like Baker Mayfield, solid. Dolphins, Chargers. Man, Herbert um, just hasn't looked like the guy that everyone put a lot of money into. I I don't think that, uh, that that's necessarily indicative of how the rest of the season will go, but – he didn't look that good this week. Uh, but on the flip side, Tua, man, we've been talking Tua. We've been talking Tua all offseason. And uh, Tua looked like the elite quarterback in the league, let's be honest, right now. Uh, Patriots, Eagles, man, when I saw that three-point spread for this game, I knew that there was trouble on the horizon. So Eagles just barely won that game. But that Mac Jones investment that we were talking about looks pretty good, Andy. Can you believe it, man? Number two fantasy quarterback on the week threw the ball for 54 times. You think that's a a, a repeatable type of output from oh, yeah. McCorkle? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was higher on him this year than I've been on him at all, and I was not high on him. In fact, I was so low on him the past two years, but just with everything they've got going from play calling to uh, who they've got on their squad this year, and Hunter Henry's looking like – could end up being maybe one of their top receiving options. He was um, a Hunter Henry was like uh, what the second tight end of the week, top tight end of the week, number one tight end. Yeah, and that was a guy that you could have got with your last pick in most fantasy drafts. Uh, yeah, we were and- we were calling it. We said Hunter Henry, this is the guy for New England, the offense. Uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm happy about the. I think there's upside in the in the Mac Jones this year. That's an interesting one there, uh, for sure, for sure, man. Rams Seahawks. I know we did some late best ball drafts where I was talking about Puka, Puka, who looks like uh, Cooper Cup Jr. Basically. Oh boy. Uh, he he. Looks- Let's not get carried away, Steve. Let me tell you something, man. I genuinely think if somebody didn't pick him up in your league yet, this is a guy you should be getting. Even if Cup comes back healthy, this is a guy that clearly earned a lot of work. Yeah, but he doesn't uh, have an athletic profile. He literally runs a 4740, and uh, he's a six round wide receiver, Steve. He does have size, but he doesn't have speed or explosiveness. He just had rapport with. Uh, with Matt Stafford and got 15 targets. So um, I, I like- I'm on, I'm on the sell high. Like I'm on the, a couple guys reach out to me about selling some Puka cards. Maybe they took your advice. Um, I'm on the sell high side of him. You've, if you've got those double, I've even seen, cause he's a rookie. You could potentially three, four extra money on his cards. If you had them before this past game, I'm on the sell side of him. Also, it's the Rams. Who are they playing in week two? 
Uh, are we just all of a sudden thinking the Rams are just totally had like a renaissance? And no, but here's the thing: is they people just thought they sucked last year. They just didn't have Matt Stafford. That's a pretty that's a pretty substantial loss, right? Uh, so hey, you know what? Athletic profile, I get it. That says a lot, but it doesn't say everything. Okay, route running is a lot. Football IQ is a lot, and rapport with your QB is a lot. So. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and duplicate week one's performance, but of course, Messiah says that. Um, Thank you. Yes. See, they play the 49ers this week who just generated five sacks and two turnovers on Kenny Pickett uh, with, with, without Nick Bosa. I mean, they made it look look easy this way though. Put uh, Stafford's better than Pickett. And right now the Rams looked better on offense than the Steelers. So, I don't think it's going to be that quite lopsided like uh, the the first week was, but maybe not. Maybe it's a good time to sell Puka for your trading card portfolio, but for fantasy purposes, put him on your bench at the least and hang on to him. Seahawks. Our our man, Matt Steets. Hold on real quick before you go to the Seahawks. Our man, Matt Steets, said, is Matt Stafford a better quarterback than Brock Purdy? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think he is. Investment-wise, debatable, but he is. Yeah. I, think, I think you've seen a lot of people be successful in the Niners system that you could make the argument that it's a system thing more than it is the person, but uh, Stafford's proven it over a whole career what his skill level is. So we've only uh, seen yeah. look at, look at the no, no look throws that he can do, you know, the chemistry that he's able to develop with his wide receivers. I mean, he can feed a monster of a wide receiver. Look, look at Megatron, Calvin Johnson. So he's a hall of famer. Thanks to Matt Stafford. So, you know, uh, Cooper cup well on his way. If he could stay healthy and be on the field, he'd be right back as a wide receiver. One conversation overall, breaking receiving records on a yearly basis. So, um, and look at Puka Nakua. Matt Stafford's able to make sixth round Puka Nakua look like, you know, he's I th- Puka Puka to me is like the the, the Gabe Davis 2.0, you know, um, <laughs> may, maybe uh, maybe Gabe Davis light 2.2.0, 2. but it's very similar kind of builds and everything uh, as Gabe Davis and Gabe Davis was actually drafted a little bit earlier as we all know. Uh, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of who he reminds me of, but you know, Brock Purdy, he's so expensive to get into right now. If we're talking about cards, Matt Stafford is yeah. cheap with the scarcity from 2009, exactly. Exactly. but it's like, you know, Matt that's- Stafford's got to get back to the Super Bowl for his cards to jump considerably. Whereas Brock Purdy, he just touches the ball and hands it off to Debo or Chris McCaffrey or flicks it to Brandon Ayuk in traffic and lets them do do the rest, you know. Uh, now, he did do, does make the occasional juke move. Brock Purdy's got the occasional juke in him, and he's got some, like, kind of smooth uh, slickness to him in, in, the press, in the press conferences and stuff. And so I see why everybody likes him, and he's got the Cinderella stories continuing to do it. So... He probably I mean, I got no I got no hate for Purdy. I think he's played well. He'll continue to play well. But 
Stafford, I think, is the kind of QB that is elite and can make other people elite around him. And here's the thing, going back to the Rams, Andy, they didn't just beat the Seahawks. They beat the crap out of the Seahawks. They embarrassed the Seahawks. You got to give them at least a chance against the Niners this week. I'm pretty sure they're getting like eight and a half or something. That's that's pretty sizable point spread. Parker in the chat. He said, I just finished selling off my Purdy's today. He's a solid hold, though, if you can. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Not a lot to say about Giants. Cowboys, both teams will play again this week, and Giants will fare much better. And uh, we saw what happened with the Jets and Bills, obviously. But let's see regarding this week's narratives, if there's anything we've touched on. Uh, yeah, go go through the list. Guys, uh, tell us who you got, Steve, who you got in these matchups. Uh, let's see, Vikings, Eagles. Man, I think the Eagles looked kind of flat last week, and I actually think the Vikings are going to pull this one off. I got Eagles here. Okay. Uh, uh, at home. As close as, as as well as the Falcons looked last week, I think the Packers actually beat them here. I think the, the love, the love, love Ooh. goes on for another wow. week. Wow. So if that's the case, you definitely want to make some plays on Jordan Love. Some of those weapons. I mean, you gotta have guys step up. Like I'm I'm looking at the Packers offense. I'm like, well, if Aaron Jones is out, then A.J. Dillon's going to step up. And that's an interesting one right there with his hobby involvement, his youth, the quads. Uh, so I'm interested in that. I'm also interested in some of their tight ends. It's tough to get into that market, but Luke Musgrave and uh, Lucas Van Ness are interesting guys. And then Jaden Reed, I think, has got to step up. Um, Romeo Dobbs, I'm, he's he's like average he's like josh palmer you know average kind of so I, i'm not really interested in him i might i might if if they go two and oh an interesting play is to try and buy christian watson in a dip right now because he's been injured i uh, deal dealing with the hamstring For sure. so him to come back when the when the when the packers are now two and oh heading into the third game there's going to be a lot of hype there he puts up a big performance in week three all of a sudden, we may be looking at a nice little bounce back spike for Christian Watson. I, I mean, it's tough to say what you could find, but you know, auctions are always running on eBay, and you never know what you could find. And when a player's injured, those auctions dip well under market value. Yeah, this stuff's still expensive, but obviously, there's going to be a dip. Just be prepared if you're getting into the Christian Watson market, just be prepared to spend a little bit but obviously there'll be a, a boomerang the other way if uh you know if he puts a couple good games together so hopefully the injury doesn't linger too long raiders at the bills bills bounce back here or the raiders i this actually has uh i think this game is going to look a lot like a lot like the monday night game to be fair i think it's going to be pretty low scoring and uh pretty much a defensive struggle Yeah, no, I'm going with the Bills here. That is any knock on uh, the Raiders or the Bills. I think that they're both good defenses, but uh, neither team really looked to be firing all cylinders last week. And uh, I, I don't think that this is the week that either team breaks out. But I could see a good game on the ground for Jacobs, but 
I think James, it's another, and James Cook, right? And James, and James Cook, Cook so you yeah. But yeah. I think it's another low scoring, like low twenties game. Uh, I could see that. So yeah, with a forty-seven point over under, hit the hit the under on that, and and play your running backs. <laughs> uh, James Cook is interesting. Ravens at Bengals, another divisional matchup. AFC uh, North. Man, I don't know about this one, but I will say this. Like I said, uh, Burrow did air it out for a record number of yards against them last year. And I think he's actually done it more than once in his career against the Ravens. But I don't think that he's quite there yet. So I, I'm not forecasting just an absolute uh, fireworks show. Uh, but that being said, I think that the Bengals ultimately pull this one off. And I think if you rushed out and got Justice Hill, he's probably the better of the two options on the waiver wire. But he had eight carries for nine yards, Andy. Eight carries for nine yards. So, uh, but it was the two touchdowns that people are are yeah. chasing. So this is this is a, some this is an example of what we call fool's gold. I, I don't think that uh, you know he's an, an extreme talent of any kind. I think that uh, he's a good guy to maybe vulture some some touchdowns, but they may bring uh, Melvin Gordon into the mix this week. Yeah, the um, uh, head coach Harbaugh. I always forget his name is John or Jim. Dang Harbaugh's. I forget which, which one's John or Jim. Uh, John. John Harbaugh said that uh, that's why they have Melvin Gordon on the team. Uh, sorry, guys. It's getting late. It's 11, 11, past 11 p.m. Eastern here. So if you enjoyed this live stream, make sure, make sure you hit that like button for Steve and I. Um, the YouTube algorithm. Help the quest. Grow it. Check out our premium content. Uh, Steve, but look, this is what I like about Justice Hill because the athletic profile, and he's not that he's not that old. Um, and I feel like he has been the product of some bad luck over the course of his pretty short career. And the numbers aren't too bad here. Um, I see some speed, some explosiveness, and still not quite 26 years old, best comparable to Reggie Bush. That's interesting. But, uh, yeah, you're right. The efficiency was terrible in week one. But that Texans defense, man, it's it's real. That Texans defense is real. They're good good defense. We got some offensive line woes already here for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's because, like, if you look at their, their injuries already, Steve, they're, they're already dealing with multiple offensive line injuries. And so that's, that's not going to really help it, man. I'm wondering, though, if, uh, you know, they got three guys and I don't think they necessarily have confidence in any of the three, not like the Eagles situation. I think it's just people can't draft him or or uh, sign him and think that, you know, he's going to be a workhorse running back. I don't think that's a realistic expectation. Well, his cards are insanely cheap. So. I wonder if you can get a, a rookie ticket auto for just a couple dollars. You could probably flip some of these for for double what you buy them for. If you get like a silver prism rookie ticket auto for under 10 bucks, that's, that's pretty good, man. It's pretty close to the floor. I mean, I can't imagine the floor being too much lower for that card, you know, being from 20. A week ago, you were buying those for a buck or two, realistically. In auctions, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 
So, but but you really think that there were some that went for? I mean, maybe there were, maybe there were with the four dollars shipping. <laughs> no, maybe there were with the with the plain white envelope. We got to we got to give more eBay sellers more credit out there. I try to be optimistic. Jets, have a good night, Jets. Good seeing you, man. Yeah, Jets, man. Great seeing you again. Good luck in the fantasy league. Uh, hit us up, man. We want to hear from you, what you've been picking up. <laughs> Derek is just dying here about the player profiler comp <laughs> on uh, I, adjustments I mean, under Reggie Bush. I, I'm, I'd be very weary. He he may be a one-week start, but you know, if, you, if you're using uh, – if you're in a league where you have to spend free agent dollars to get this guy – don't go crazy, man. Don't don't go crazy. Don't go spend, you know, 35, even 25, I think. I think he's got a couple weeks of value, maybe one to two weeks of value. All right, Steve. Seahawks at line. So we established where – did you pick a team? Whether Who's who's winning? I think, Ravens the, Bengals? I think that's a, an indecisive win for the Bengals, kind of like a field goal or something. <laughs> Man, I think this is a Ravens win. I'm going to go Ravens here. I think the Bengals are going to start out 0-2, which may lead to a great buying window for all the Bengals uh, players, uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. That would be nice. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the line, it looks like Vegas thinks that they're pretty even. Typically, a home game is the three-point difference that they're getting so it looks like they're basically vegas is calling it pretty even it seems like uh i think the lions just beat the crap out of the seahawks this game i think it's going to be pretty lopsided yeah i think the lions go 2-0 here man um i think that their defense is a lot better this year and i think they're going to be able to stop teams that struggle uh providing you know a uh offensive line protection in the trenches and then B, you know, making uh, having good uh, offensive schemes and like passing accuracy and stuff. I think the Lions are a lot better here if they stay healthy. I like the Lions in this game. I think they're a really solid team this year. I think they are the real deal, man. Um, I definitely think they can win this game at home. I'm I'm very interested in this game because this is a great test, you know. It's not a weird Thursday night game, season opener. There should be no jitters. You're at home. You're in your own stadium. It's a it's a rematch against the Seahawks from last year where you had like an 80-point game. So this this game is exciting. Like this game I'm very interested in. We do have 47.5 over under. It's kind of dropped from 49. Uh, but I'm also going Lions, Steve. You know that not a lot of people know this, but there was a bit of a montage. You can find it on YouTube. Goff is now 2-0 against Mahomes. And, in fact, the last time they faced off, he dropped 50 on him. 5-0. Now, uh, somebody in the chat did say Travis. What's up, Travis? Uh, I see Joe Montana in his profile pic. Seahawks plus five. Looks like Joe Montana. Seahawks at home. Yeah, a plus Man. five. Now that is an interesting spread. So he's basically saying it's going to be a close game, or they put, at least cover that spread. That's actually a pretty big spread. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know, man. Gino has been on a negative trajectory for a while. They could they could put 
you know, Mike Evans out there as a fourth receiver, I still think <gasps> he's going to struggle. What? No. Okay, Steve, this has <laughs> got to end here. <laughs> this has got to end let's here. Be, hey, let's, let's look at it realistically. Let's look at it objectively. Outside of the first, like, 10 games last year, his career has been a lot like the past seven games he's played, right or wrong. Well, I mean, yeah, there were some struggles at times at the at, towards the end of the season last year, but they did make it to the playoffs, and they didn't do too bad against the 49ers, all things considered. I mean, that defense is just insane. So, I mean, the, um, heart, the heart play is to root for Geno and the Seahawks. That's the emotional play. But I think Okay. Be- well, maybe, maybe, maybe the bet there for you is on Kenneth Walker. Um, the utilization report did uh, did highlight Kenneth Walker this week. Kenneth, oh, I love Walker. I love Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker getting lead back treatment in Seattle. Walker bogarted sixty five percent of the snaps and seventy one percent of the rushing attempts against the Rams, and a fifty nine percent route participate participation, eighteen percent target share. Which, wow, man, that is super interesting, right? And that's why we look at utilization. So looks like Kenneth Walker is definitely a play right now, man, if he's got more or less a bell cow workload. And I know his ADP was not – his ADP did not say that that was in there. You no, know? no. If, you know what? A lot of people got scared by the knee injury. But, uh, you know, I've got some basketball sheets where I've got, like, Javante, Kenneth Walker, and uh, and a couple other guys that you know were steals at their ADP, but those guys are like, if you look at what they did last year pre-injury, are elite running backs. It's got a pretty decent uh, supply of rookie cards here already too on COMC. Uh, this is pretty interesting. See well, if, while you're uh, checking that, I got a shout out. Brad Nolan, what's up? Trubisky QB1. That's right. Hey, that is right. Brad. Yeah, Brad sent me the link of the, the Chase Claypool compilation. And then with 30 minutes later, I see the tweet about him potentially being demoted to the practice squad. So, uh, oh my gosh, we might have to sound the clap emoji. Maybe this has... Something to do with Trubisky and Brad Ooh. Nolan entering the chat. We actually have Derek and Messiah agreeing on something. Did you see what Messiah just said, Andy? What is going on here? That might be the comment of the night. Could you imagine what would happen there? Say what? Now that that's interesting. What what did Messiah say that that blew you away? Trubisky to the Jets? Question mark. Interesting. Didn't think of that, but that's I'm pretty. I sure mean, he, he's only on a one-year deal. He's he he would spike. He would spike. The problem is, is they let. Here's what sucks. They like him way too much there, and I think after what you just saw this past week, they may be clutching on the pearls a little harder with him. Oh, it was a two-year deal. Okay, I thought it was one. They really like him there, to be fair. Uh, but that doesn't mean he's not tradable. So I, I can't crack into the Kenneth Walker rookie auto market. Like, the cheapest one on COMC is $50. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, there's still a lot. I mean, he looks but if, like. But, 
absolute beast, though. If I, uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, we were looking at the classics gold. Uh, 2022 Kenneth Walker rookie auto. And if I just go to man, that was a nice, uh, there's a nice Panini one. If I just go to buy it now and sort by lowest, I probably get some of these digitals and college uniform card. But let me see what the okay. what the cheapest. Yeah, that a leaf card with the Seahawks uniform for ten bucks. I, I still wouldn't buy it out of ninety nine, but I, it's interesting. You don't normally see leaf cards with pro uniforms. Yeah, I mean, if you were buying it just for the sake of putting on your desk or something, that's about as cheap as you're going to get a Kenneth Walker rookie right now. Uh, well, yeah, or I guess an autograph. Oh, no, I mean, right. yeah, it with is a rookie it card, but it's like, with is it, it really a rookie card? It's an unlicensed rookie card. Okay, you can get there it you go. Nails for 20. That's the cheapest legit rookie card, but this is still way better than what you find on COMC, you know, at $23. Okay, there's a rookies and stars 25. So there's that's a, a respectable entry point. Yeah, it's a respectable entry point. It's it's definitely a little bit more elevated than than what the floor is for sure. Um, but uh, we uh, we digress. So we're gonna we're gonna move on to the Colts versus the Texans. We did talk a little bit about this one, but I don't think we picked a, a team here. And this Colts versus Texans in Houston. Man, Steve, I got to go with Texans in, on this one. What about you? I actually am going with the Texans also. Now, what about this over-under? It's pretty low at 39. I'm going to go over on this, actually. But it could go under. I, I would rather just bet on the Texans winning straight up. Texans, money uh, actually, as the season progressed towards the end of the year last year, I actually streamed the Texans' defense and it actually won me a couple weeks at the end of last season. And I kind of saw that that team was vastly improved on defense and only that much more this offseason. So, um, you know, Richardson is just a work in progress. And I think we'll have some flashes, some great plays. But as far as putting it all together, the run game's going to be, it'll leave a lot to be desired. And uh, the defense is not convincing. It's okay. But uh, the Colts, they do enough to to win this game, in my opinion. This is a, this is an interesting one because Damian Pierce uh, did not make big waves in Week One. A lot of it was game script situational. Um, I didn't see anything in the box score to suggest that you know I shouldn't still be trying to bet on Damian Pierce uh, as their RB one now. It's not quite bell cow because look, he only got sixty percent of the carries. Where where you got Devin Singletary getting seven, um, so that wasn't crazy high. But he did get three targets, you know, compared to zero for Devin Singletary. Uh, so that that's good. That means he definitely uh, had a had a uh, higher snap share for sure. Um, I think he's I think he's almost certain to improve on that week one line. 
Well, I, I and I like the game script this weekend. I think the Texans defense is obviously underrated. They're they're actually I think pretty solid this year. And you still have a rookie quarterback for the Colts who is now coming off of uh, a little knee bruise. So he's right off the right off the bat. He's like understanding. Oh, I'm gonna have to be a little bit smarter about these runs. I might have to throw it a little bit more. Um, I just think that you're gonna have more of a a positive game script for the Texans in this one. And Damian Pierce is in a perfect spot to break off some big runs. I wasn't particularly impressed by the Colts defense. Um, I didn't think they played that great. And you could look at the box. Obviously the Jags didn't have too hard of a time working right through them. So, um, and like we mentioned, Travis Etienne had almost five yards per carry. So I think this, this, this matchup is interesting. Damian Pearson, and, and we just compared to Kenneth Walker and how his cheapest decent rookie ticket auto on eBay for pen pals was 22. Com C, it was like 50. I bet you we could find something a lot better for Damian Pierce. I mean, look, right, right off the bat, I'm finding rookie ticket autos for under $30. Silver Prism Auto, 30 bucks. The thing with the, the Texans right now, until they can start, you know, flexing on offense, is that they're going to rely on the game staying close through their defense. And I think this is the kind of matchup where that happens. Okay. Yeah, I I I dig it, man. I dig it. I'm a um, I'm interested interested there in some uh, some Damian Pierce and some uh, Nico Collins in week two, and taking the Texans at home. I, I'm digging that, man. Uh, if there's if there's an interception line for Anthony Richard Richardson pop up, I'd probably take that over. <laughs> I'd probably take that over. I don't like bet against him because I am a fan, but <laughs> this matchup this week, if I had to just take like an objective approach, I'd bet on that. And we you talked about always, this one earlier, like, Steve. This like is a monster. The Bears. It's, you can be fair and be honest at the same time. Th this next one's the monster of the week. It's the highest point total, 51 point over under Chiefs Jags. Uh, who do you got here? Taking Chiefs just because I can't see him dropping two in a row. Just can't yeah. see it. Kelsey's back. And and this is part of part of the reason why I was like, sell high on Trevor Lawrence. Decent week one win. The schedule's, you know, not the easiest for the for the Jags this year. I do think they get to the playoffs by the end of the season, but why not sell high on Trevor Lawrence now? Buy back into into him in at the end of October after a dip and 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 get ready for a playoff push you know you may be surprised at what you can buy back in for um in just uh in just another month or two i'm actually not convinced that kelsey plays this week i'm i'm convinced i think kelsey plays but it but it may be on a it may be on a pitch count yeah, I mean, obviously that helps their chances if he's healthy. But uh, he was a full he was a full practice participant today. Uh, I last I read, I think he still had fluid, knee fluid. I could fluid. I, I I wrote down Kelsey's back. Kelsey's back. Let's see. Let me double. <laughs> let me double check. But but um but yeah, I I I got that off of Roto World, NBC Sports Edge. 
uh and but i didn't write down like the full you know they always have like a little blur a little okay, paragraph he, oh okay so he was projected to be a limited participant today but there was no update on his practice stands oh maybe i maybe i just glanced over it and and saw that he was back thought he was back it I'll says check he will on rank that. as the tight end one official once his return to or overall once his return is official that was 10 hours ago, but there hasn't been an update since. I'm still right. skeptical, but um, if if he was back, I would say it'd be more decisive, but I think it's a squeaker. Casey wins in a squeaker. Casey wins in a squeaker. Okay, yeah, I can get on board with that, especially if Travis Kelsey's playing. I think Casey wins there. Bears at the Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I don't even know what team's going to show up, Andy. And I can say that for both of these teams, man. Uh, you know, which Buccaneers is going to show up? If it's last week's Buccaneers, I think they win, honestly. Uh, the Bears don't look like they can move the ball forward. You know, I think that they forgot that in football you can throw it down the field, that that's allowed. So, uh, man, I, I hate to say it, but uh, preliminary pick, I'm taking the Bucks. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Welcome to the dark side. Yeah, go Bucks, baby. Go oh, Bucks. All my all my football stuff is Bucks and Bears. What am I gonna wear? Half and half on Sunday? <laughs> Ta Taps is going down with the ship. Uh our man Taps, he is um putting our friendship aside for this upcoming weekend. He will be rooting for the for the Bears. Okay. But it's okay. <laughs> well, Chargers at Titans. Dude, if the Chargers lose this game, how far can Justin Herbert's prices continue to go down? He is now I, – I am interested because, you know, the high-end cards for Justin Herbert's are the ones that, that stick. You know, those rookie ticket autos I've never seen drop, like, below two grand. I'm kind of interested. I'm going to pull them up right now while, while you give me your take on Chargers, Titans. Who you got? Oh, man. You know, honestly, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be different and I'm gonna take the Titans. Wow. He's taking the Titans, everybody. And and here's why. So the Titans Titans almost beat the Saints, who have a really good defense. <laughs> the uh the the Chargers do not have a good defense. So um, with that being said, there is a possibility Eckler doesn't play this week. So all things considered, I think there's a few net negatives going into this game for the Chargers. A few net negatives. This is interesting because the Titans, despite – Derek Carr throwing for over 300 yards. They still hold him to one touchdown, and it was still a defensive battle. Um, now, I think Justin Herbert's better than Derek Carr, but hey, man, it's it's looking like they don't have a real great game plan. Now, I will say Austin Eckler uh, did not practice today and the, he's possible 
that he may miss. This is one note that I, I wrote down. So Joshua Kelly would be the starting running back there, Steve. Yeah, and he's – I mean, he looked great last week now as far as how he's looked in his career with the small sample size. Obviously not as effective, but they clearly had something figured out in the game plan last week and were running at will. Even Eckler – not known for his yards per carry, was kind of running at will last week, too. Yeah, but if you look at um, – okay. Sorry, Steve, I was responding to someone in the chat. Um, but I was looking – I just wanted to point out that Austin Eckler did not practice today. But if you if you notice during the game, he did return for the final drive. Like he left for a period in the second half of the game, and then he came back for the final drive of the game. Was actually on the field, so they, it's not that bad. Yeah, uh, it's an ankle. It's an ankle. It's not a hamstring, knee, anything like that. It's an ankle. I had a couple people message me about it, saying that he, you know they thought he'd be out this week, but even from the way the coaches are talking about it, it doesn't seem like it's even something that may make him miss this week. He may play in a limited fashion, but uh, even if he does maybe miss one week, like you said, it, it doesn't seem like anything serious. Let's pull up Justin Herbert's graded card market for a second because it's kind of down across the board. Let's look at um, – let's go back and look at the last six months and see how, how far down it kind of is. Uh, on certain cards, really, I think a base prism PSA 10 is a good good one to look at. Um, yeah, we're, we're getting down there, Steve. Like the whole year, if we go back to an entire year and go back to the beginning of last season, this, this was not good because I know a lot of people picked up Herbert because like, oh, his prices are down uh, at the Dallas card show, at the Burbank card show, at the National, and some big Herberts, and now he, he loses uh, week one. And now this base prism PSA 10, which you can see we have so much data on, this thing is, is down to like a, a – Yeah, man, this is a new 52-week low. Like this is a a new low, 96. Wow. Uh, man, that thing just plummeted. You know, you know, even when we first started chatting, Andy, you asked me if I was a Burrow or a Herbert guy. And I've, I've been on that Burrow train from day one, man. Sticking with it, I think in the long run, he's the, the much better play career-wise, now and career-wise. So if he if he loses this week to Tennessee Titans in Tennessee, now it's interesting that DeAndre Hopkins also with an ankle missed practice, and he was their target leader with 13 targets, but none of them, like I would say none of them. He went six for 65. Half of those targets, though, um, were poor quality targets. Like Ryan Tannehill looked like a hot piece of trash. You know? <laughs> that poor guy was running for his life the entire game. Man. Yeah, he was. So maybe they should have had Malik Willis out there. I don't know. <laughs> you know, blocking for your quarterback is an option. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so uh, so we're, we're both... I dude, I hate to say I think, this, I think but the uh, hop thing is is probably like a veteran day off. He he takes a lot of Wednesdays off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, I think we're we're dude. I hate to say this, but I also see the Chargers 
winning this game at home on Sunday. I, I thought the Chargers are, I mean, sorry, dude. I said the Chargers. I meant Titans. I'm going with the Titans at home here on Sunday. I thought their defense looked pretty solid. And I think they, I, I, I don't think this Chargers team is for real, man. I don't think they're ready. I think that Brandon Staley is going to get fired this year. And they're going to, you know, they, they're going to try and roll out with everybody they've got. But I think you might see Brandon Staley get fired. And that would be probably the bottom. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Herbert's market continues to fall. What do you think? If they lose this week against the Titans in, in Tennessee, those, those cards go down another 10%? I mean, I mean they're... They might hit the floor after after week three. Like, I don't, I don't know who the Chargers play in week three, but we could. I was going to say if they if they lose to the Titans this week, I would expect an air raid. Okay, yeah, I definitely would expect an air raid even more. So next week now, so the Vikings, but the, once again, it's in Minnesota. Um, yeah, and again, I don't necessarily think that means they win, but they will definitely be just firing downfield. What we thought was going to be a, a cakewalk for the Chargers has turned into a great struggle. But this could also just be like Miami just totally blew their socks off and they just couldn't adjust fast enough. And uh, yeah, I will see. I mean, that's why this this like this matchup week two for them is huge. Go to Tennessee, play in Tennessee. If you can't win that game. I mean, it's going to be – there's going to be all kinds of cane being raised, man. I think it's going to be you know, way closer than, than people think, and the, the line would indicate that as well. I, I mean, how often do you see rookie autos for Justin Herbert with some decent scarcity, stuff like this, going for under a 1000 bucks? I mean, stuff definitely looks like it's tanking, dude. Let's see. I'm trying to see with the, uh, you know, some of the better plays uh, on the Chargers uh, might be. I don't know. I'm always high on Eckler, but I think that uh, we kind of called it right with uh, Quentin Johnson. He was, he was clearly the fourth receiver in the pecking order. All right, so we're going with the Titans uh, there. Let me get back to week two. I was like, whoa. Oh, I was on week four already. <laughs> I zoom, zoom forward to week four. All right. Um, Giants at Cardinals, four o'clock. Giants look like a hot dumpster fire. Cardinals, I mean, actually, I don't know if it's a combination of, of Sam Howell just being a rookie or if, if, uh, the Cardinals' defense is actually decent. <laughs> I no, can't imagine that team's decent at all. I no, think the Commanders just aren't that good. I mean, they did make some plays. Can't take that away from them. But the biggest downfall of Washington was turnovers. So uh, you got to think the Giants, after getting them absolutely embarrassed, <laughs> come out here wanting to prove something. So yeah, you got to go Giants here. Yeah, you got to go Giants, but man, I think the Cardinals could cover this spread <laughs> of five point five. Look at how much it's already moved since it opened. I know. I I think the Cardinals could cover the spread of five point five. That's that's an interesting one. 
it's also right. the kind of game that could end up 40 to zero for the Giants favorite though. It could. It could. Let's see it. They need it, man. They definitely need it after getting embarrassed in, in week one in their own stadium. 49ers going to LA to play the Rams. You got a Cali game here. Messiah hey. might be at this game. I think it's actually a pretty high scoring game. That's a good that's a good sneaky one to target, huh? If there's a if there's a quarterback that could pick apart uh 49ers defense, it'd be Stafford. Um I, I'm not going back to Puka in this game though, man. I I'm gonna stick with my guns with Van Jefferson. I don't know what happened to him in week one. I didn't get to watch much of that Ram Seattle game, but I think uh, it was probably if you look at the numbers, maybe they game planned Jefferson out of the out of the game script, and that's why all those other guys were just wide open all game. That could be it, realistically. But Van Jefferson, if you look at what he did, uh, you know, two seasons ago before he got hurt, he was consistent week to week, and he actually had some pretty big games. So long term, he's he's a he's a good play against the Niners. It's hard to say. I think the Rams do typically play better against the Niners than most teams do, but that's gonna be a it's gonna be a hard hitting game, but I think they'll put up put up more points than people think. I'm looking at the box score here for for the the Rams. They're like what happened? Okay, so Van did get five targets, man. The Stafford's slinging it, dude. Uh this year's Tom Brady. Um, he did get five targets, and so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue. Also, Tyler Higby was getting I felt like targeted a lot early. I, I did catch some highlights from Tyler Hig Higby getting targeted, but in Tutu Atwell, um, so obviously they're gonna be throwing it a lot. I, I'm going over with this game with you as well, Steve. I think this this game goes over. 49ers, they're gonna put up points. Yeah, this this game's going over. I would be actually be inclined to take some Matt Stafford overs. I think those I think those be, would be super interesting for this game. If you look at what the two points would have, two teams would have to produce to hit that over. It's not very much. Twenty two hundred twenty eight. His passing line is two hundred twenty eight passing yards. Interesting. Uh, who do they have on here for wide receivers? Is that it? No Puka. Uh, they just haven't put him up yet, I guess. So, hey, by the him. way, by the way, the uh, the line for um, C.J. Stroud, the one we took earlier at one ninety two, mm -hmm. is now changed to two eighteen, and they've added Nico Collins to the slip. <laughs> wow! So it, it it it's advantageous to take a take advantage of some of these early week lines. Yeah, that's that's so cool. Yeah, look, one ninety. It's two eighteen now. Yeah, look, it's grayed out for me. So I guess I I maybe I can I've got it locked in my slip here. Wonder if I did something like I that. Will it let you still? I don't think it'll let you honestly. Uh, I think it will. Yeah, let's see. Oh well, you're lucky. See? Oh, it said. Oh, I thought you here. had it cemented already. Damn. Dang, I should have put it in. Yep. Well, I um hmm. 
San Fran, eight-point favorites. Do you think the Rams could pull off an, a massive upset here at home? Or do you think the 49ers got it? That's a tough money line to pick. I almost want to bet on the Rams. <laughs> Kyron Williams is an interesting uh, name from last week who got quite a bit of opportunity. Let's see. Yeah, here we go. Kyron Williams exploded 17.8 fantasy points, second year, 67% snap share, is the primary option in the passing game with a 74% route participation. Uh, he wasn't targeted heavily, but accounted for 86% of the long down and distance snaps and 100% of the work in the two-minute offense. Wow, man. So he's the guy I want this week. Like Kyron Williams is is very interesting. He's only a second year running back, Steve. The this Rams team is is an interesting one that could obviously generate a massive amount of of FOMO for Puka Nakua. I also saw some interesting Tutu Atwell reaches on his cards as well, and I was like, wow. Uh, I just uh, I just uh, figured Tutu Atwell is a bust, and this is like a sell high moment you know, for him. Um, but maybe if, if that's possible for those guys last week, we got a big profile matchup this week at home against the 49ers. If Kyron Williams is getting, getting a lot of run, getting a lot of uh, receiving work because of this game script, this could be interesting for his rookie cards as well. Like he might be really cheap. It's terrifying though. Uh, if you remember last year, they uh, trotted out uh, Daryl Henderson for most of the season and then abruptly cut him, and then Akers played like the last six weeks. But it, so but I, I feel like it's, it's not to say that it, it'll be the same as week one just yet, but I feel like it's dangerous. Like I would – I wouldn't be looking at him as like a season long play, but he's got he's got a lot of value right now for sure. Yeah, I mean he doesn't have many uh, rookie cards either. Like he's got a considerably lower variety than other rookies. Obviously, we just looked at Damian Pierce and Kenneth Walker, and this is another guy from the 2022 draft class, but much lower draft capital. So you can see he's only got two rookie ticket autos on here. Um, and, and one of the base variation and then one only two of the optic variation super interesting and you've had some sales in the past two sales in the past quarter may have been these cards um this this is i think an interesting opportunity we would we i think it would behoove us to to maybe get some exposure here to Kyron Williams. This is like interesting uh, flip potential, Steve. He's, I definitely think he's got upside specifically because of the receiving capability he has. And they haven't really trusted acres in that capacity just yet. I did find some interesting info. I did. I wanted to do this digging, but we were, we were going back and forth. Steve, this, this, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Right. I, I just had to interject here. This, this card right here, this rookie ticket, 
horizontal because this is the um this is the short print version you see the little v in the back so mm. we know panini's got approximately a print run of 150 it's had 11 sales nine sales this quarter alone and it's saying its best sale was just three days ago game day this was this past sunday for eleven dollars and fifty three cents, and here's one on here for eight dollars and twenty five cents, and eight dollars and ninety nine. There's definitely that's, upside. Yeah, definitely upside. That's kind of wild, right? I wonder if this guy would take like a seven dollar offer. He probably got. He probably got it for three. So, hey, you, you may be right. So here's something for you, Andy. Uh -huh. uh, last year. Uh, on October 30th, Rams and Niners played, and the total score was 45 points. Interesting. Now, they did have one that was less than that as well between the two of them, but so I don't think that means that because it's the Niners and because it's the Rams that it's automatically an under. I mean, these, these teams have a record of playing well against each other. Uh, oh, I was already on week two, Steve. Uh, I dig it, man. That's some great analysis right there um jets at the cowboys zach wilson jets at the cowboys steve uh we have dallas now nine point favorites the line opened at 7.5 it's now nine point favorites Man. wow uh i mean let's be honest the jets defense is this is probably the best two defenses in the league going head to head but very good possibility you gotta you gotta give the cowboys the edge simply on the ability to score now i will say this Brees hall looked like a superhero out there and if it wasn't for a little fatigue at the end of one of his runs he did burn out at like the five but he looked fast he looked quick he looked able to sh change directions very easily i don't see any lingering issues from that knee injury maybe just uh you know, conditioning, if anything, but man, he looked nice. So you're, uh, I got it going. I hate to you're say going it, with the jets here. Got it. I got, I'm going with the boys, but I'm not expecting a 40 to zero blowout though. <laughs> no, no. I, I, in fact, I would actually go under on the over under for this game. 38.5. I go under. It's dropping, so put your bet in quick, right? <laughs> um, and and guys on those teams are so hyped up. Maybe, maybe this is the time, you know, starting to get into the territory where Deuce Vaughn's prices have come all the way back down. Maybe pick, maybe you pick up a, a couple of his. I would give him maybe another week or two, though, as a third-string running back and yeah, go down some more. He's a great story, but he's not going to have, like, a – weekly role at least not for now yeah uh, he did get a few carries this past week and he could he couldn't do anything with him so the same same magic w wasn't there um as a preseason <laughs> commanders broncos steve 
Ooh-wee. 39 combined points. Jeez, that's terrible. Yeah. I've got the Broncos uh, in this one. <laughs> man, that's a hard one. Um, I'll take Broncos, but it's not going to be pretty. I, I, I honestly think it's not going to be pretty. I think Javante finally gets his groove back. There, He had 19 touches, Andy. 19 touches. I think that he does more with them this week after being, uh, you know, knocking some of the rust off. And I think that they do just enough to win. Commander's defense is good, but I think they get Sam Howell to make a couple mistakes. Dolphins, Patriots. Here's the thing about this. We talk about this matchup every year, and everyone always counts out the Dolphins. They always find a way to beat the Patriots. Going back to the Brady days, but now that the Dolphins are the better team, does that still remain is the question. Um, I think they do. I think they win Dolphins. Yeah, I do too. I think Tua wins this game. And then if you look at the week three matchup, they play at home uh, against the Broncos. I think you're going to see Tua and the Dolphins go 3-0 and here, Steve. You know what the magical 3-0 and record does for your rookie cards if you're the quarterback of that 3-0 and team. I honestly had a, a bet for the Dolphins to uh, to go to the Super Bowl against the Bengals last year. Or excuse me, uh, I had one for the Dolphins, one for the Bengals last year. And then when Tua got hurt, that kind of burned me. But I think that this is uh, this is going to be a team that's going to be hard to beat for anybody. Nice. I'm loving it, Travis. Derek, uh, guys in the chat all have Dolphins here as well. Uh, Monday night, and that was Sunday night prime time. So that'll be that'll be really nice for Tua. Um, Monday night, Saints at the Panthers. We talked about this one earlier, Steve. Um, I'm going Saints here. I don't. Did you give a pick? No, I'm going to go Saints as well. The defense looked really good. Granted, they were going against one of the worst O lines in the Titans, but uh, they were making plays all over the place. And uh, they're they, they're actually the team I drafted the most in redraft leagues for a defense this year. So sneaky because you didn't have to take them early. You could have got them late, and they have high upside on defense. So going against a rookie quarterback, I love it. And then finally, finally uh, last but not, um, not least, we had the Browns at the Steelers. We kind of talked about this one earlier in the stream as well. But um, mm, the Steelers, are they going to go 0-2 here, man? The Browns the Browns going to be able to pull this off? Browns are healthy. Steelers are not. I, I'm going Browns, man. Yeah, I, I got to go Browns in this one as well, man. And if you remember, I don't know how many Monday night games you watch, Andy, but every time the Browns and Steelers play, not a high-scoring affair typically. Yeah, so this 38.5 could be another under. Uh, and I just don't I, – I mean, TJ, watch this one guy. Uh, this Browns team is good. Look at the roster, top to bottom, man. They've Deontay got, is out. That's their top wide receiver. Yeah, Deontay is out. Um, I am interested. I think this definitely gives a boost to George Pickens, Calvin Austin. Allen Robinson, for some crazy reason, was the target leader for the Steelers <laughs> in week one. He's their slot guy now, yeah. So there you have it, Steve. Guys, I am uh, 
I, I'm uh, I'm pretty much gases, but we we went almost to midnight, man. But uh, we covered so much ground and material and content for week two. Uh, I had a blast, Steve, and I feel prepared, ready to go, man. I'm gonna go get some sleep and uh, and get after it tomorrow. Um, yeah, man, I'm gonna get after it tomorrow. Writing the auction sniper article that comes out Friday morning for all of our premium members through Patreon.com/slash football cards. Definitely want to check that out, guys. I do a deep dive on a specific player and uh, really break down their entire career, where they're at, and where I think they're headed, and then specific listings that you can target to maximize your return on investment. Um, and uh, we got all kinds of good stuff going on. Definitely want to check out our content. Make sure you're subscribed. I'm, I'm guessing if you're still tuned in at two hours and 43 minutes in, then you are subscribed <laughs> to the channel. If not, definitely want to do that and share with a friend. Uh, share with a friend that you know likes football, fantasy football, football cards. Um, and we appreciate you guys. I had a great time tonight, Steve. Absolutely. And uh, this, was, this was exciting. Uh, I felt like we were just like a freight train that just kept picking up steam as the uh, the evening went on but andy said it best i mean if you guys are any are, are not already a part of the discord definitely recommend joining we're talking football all the time whether you like just talking football fantasy or cards or all three um we're always doing that thing yes sir all right everybody good luck tomorrow night we'll see you in the next video peace, peace.